the Bottled Soccer Talk program, episode number 103, if I'm not mistaken. And that's 103 times of two guys, two mics, two pints. I'm Nestor, and that's Henry. And um, before we say anything, and this is going to be just it's just a cheap shot on my part. Who the fuck are Man United? Jeez. Oh, man. Um, low-hanging fruit, I know. I know, and uh, I don't, I don't want to contribute to it, but I, it bears mentioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I maybe it's because I have too much pity, but I hate kicking guys while they're down, and I feel like this it's such an easy punchline right now to to shit on United, and it's funny, and and like for so long, especially City fans have gotten so much shit from United fans in the past decades, and they set the pinnacle for English football, mm-hmm. but what they're going through now. It's almost like unbelievable, you know. Uh, they're really, they really are a banter club. Um, At this point, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I feel like. Do you remember Arsenal? Maybe like four or five years ago, they were called the banter club. Yeah, exactly. And, but they, they never melted down this bad, though. You know, to to the point where I know it's week I feel two. Like they're in in similar situations, though. Like in terms of of the trajectory that's that's being taken and. Like the questionableness of everything that's going on. Wenger left, and they made a bunch of weird signings, and a lot of them didn't pan out. And I, they're they're pretty similar, I think. There's similarities, but one thing that stands out is that Arsenal, <clears throat> you know, despite their shortcomings, they never went after it. Um, at least financially, in the way that United have, they have the biggest wage bill. They've had some crazy transfers. All that investment and all that profit. And they have not spent it the right way. Nowhere near, you know. Their facilities are, are nowhere near up to par. There, there was a picture you know. of um, of like a groundsman or something painting Old Trafford. Yeah. And like painting over like just a faded, uh, I guess, trim paint of the stadium. And it just it, it's basically like a like a perfect encapsulation of of what's going on with with United where. They're just kind of just redoing the paint on something that definitely needs to be reworked. It's a Mickey Mouse job, yeah. yeah it's, and exactly. it's, a, it's a metaphor for how the club has that, been. That's what handled. like my shitty landlord does to my apartment. <laughs> you know, when when they're quote unquote changing or uh, doing paint. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. Uh, I do think that a lot of it is very reactionary, though, and everyone's going for the quick punchline. Everyone's going for the low blow. Uh, you know, just the 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 beating of the dead horse. I don't know. Maybe this is me being too generous. I don't know if things are actually that bad. I'm, we're, we're more specifically talking about how they lost to Brentford 4-0. Um, yeah. But they've been bad since last year and they, the year prior. They've been uh, uninspiring. But bad is, to me, anyway, bad is like <laughs> mid, like straight mid-tenth and maybe under. Yeah. That's and, bad. And, uh, and But, you know, like... And you can afford to be bad in this in this league. It's, the, I think, one of the best leagues, if not the best. But never when you spend that much, you know, like for, for that kind of brand of football and, and the profit that they receive. Yeah, yeah, that's It's almost true. inexplicable and it's unexcusable. And they've gone through managers. They've gone through players. There's been some bright spots with some of the players, but there seems like there's no identity. And I'm here and I'm, I want to give Ten Hag the, the benefit of the doubt. And I think he'll come good. But... You know, the problem is there's a lot of dead wood in that team. And um, 
I just like myself. It's like it's a funny joke when it's fresh, but this joke was going on last season. Yeah, and and and, yeah, and then like, the jokes are like, well, they're oversaturated. Some are pretty clever though, but a lot of them, like the, you know, the photoshops of the players disappearing and just the, the shirts floating and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's all kind of weak. But um, I, I don't know if it's a quality thing more so than a than a mentality issue that they're having. A lot of the times, and I don't know if you watch the game, but when a lot of times when they do have the possession that they want and they're in the places that they want to be, the football actually looks pretty nice. It's a quick one-touch, you know, movement and stuff. But then once things don't go their way, there's meltdowns, and then you have the errors like they had did, which, you know, they're, I'm, 4-0 is unacceptable. I'm not even going to excuse it. I know it's it's bad. But I don't know if that game was actually a 4-0 type beatdown because while Brentford did give them troubles, they, I don't even know if they were that good. Yeah, well, Brentford are, are a good team. Um, They're a pretty decent and, and, team. Yeah. And for what they for what they spend and what, where they've come from, mm-hmm. that's a success story. And, you know, that just goes to show that a system that's well-worked and implemented and good scouting. I know they went for Ericsson, but, you know, that was kind of more of Ericsson you know, just being available due to his stuff. Like, they worked it out well. I think that's what United need to do. Stop going for the glamorous signings and, and really build something. This year is still going to be shit, you know. Uh, by by United standards, still they could still finish top 10, but they're not going to win much this year. But this is, a, this is a year of just, like, trial and error. You know, as you go to the to the blueprint and you make it happen. You know, Pep's first season was, was by city standards, bad. Uh... Yeah, yeah, you said that the other day, and I was like, ooh, they weren't even that bad. <laughs> no, no, I know, but, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it, it was enough for fans, and even myself included, at some points, being like, fuck, like, we just we just came from Pellegrini, who was okay, he was dwindling down his last seasons, but, you know... But we he lost delivered. To, he delivered, and we have, we went against some really good teams, like good Chelsea teams and good Leicester team that one year, but once Pep came, it almost felt like we took a step back. But that wasn't necessarily true, and I think that's why United. The main thing they cannot do is, is be so harsh on Ten Hag right now. I saw a lot of very, uh, very nostalgic posts and very generous posts in favor of Solskjaer, and um, I'm like, you guys, like things are so reactionary. Yeah, and uh, maybe I can include myself to an extent, but I know I'm not that fucking reactionary. We're like, oh, we were better. How did how did Solskjaer do second place? No, 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 no. He he wasn't second place good, especially not last year. Anyway, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I do think that United are better than we're giving them credit for. Uh, again, it's I think it's a mentality thing, and um, I mean, let's look at Bruno for example, and I, and I've been like really watching him. Remember when he came for the, those first like eighteen months that he was there? He was very clearly the best player. Now it's like, do you even remember last time Bruno had a great game? Like his numbers are yeah. good, are consistent, uh, but he's not the same player. And I think I think just being at United for as long as he has, uh, it's kind of just worn on him, and he can't oh, be the yeah, guy anymore. Yeah. I'm sure there's there's a part of him that sees some of his countrymates you know playing at a such Thriving. a high level yeah and then playing for a, a fluid team a team that has identity a team that each player has a purpose and you look at that lineup and and it just seems like a pickup game at times although it's excusable now but it's it was true last season too and it wasn't excusable this year you have a new manager and you know obviously Ronaldo is the the elephant in the room 
And that's that's and another. I, big I feel issue. like he's also being scapegoated way too, way too much. It's not a Ronaldo problem. He's not the problem, but I also don't think he's the solution. And I think the 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 whole thing with going for him maybe was never the right answer. But it was the the narrative and it was the feel good story. But it it proved to be a good season for Ronaldo. But you know, other than that, there's not much to go for in terms of winning games, in terms of being a serious contender for you know any big six match. So, you know, they have big problems to address and they're problems that can't be addressed immediately. So I, I anticipate them to continue to lose some games, um, maybe win a few. My thing is, uh, like you said, when they do have the ball, they look they look decent. You know, they, they look like they actually have uh, an attacking prowess. They, they want to be progressive. They have fluidity. Yeah. And, and you know, it's going to take little positions. You know, I think Lisandro or if I'm, I'm forgetting his name. Oh, though, he's also been harshly. Yeah, I super think super harshly I, criticized. I think, man. yeah, they, they're um, they're being a, a bit harsh. on Well, him. and and the whole joke when when he joined was his height. It's like, there's been plenty of of uh, center backs that that haven't been like aerially impressive or, or like big in stature that have done well yeah it's not impossible it's it's definitely doable uh physicality isn't just size no the no. guy's quick he's tenacious you know maybe you can beat him in the air but on the floor I, there's probably not a whole lot of center backs that are faster and with that comes ball control i mean you know the argentines well there. that's the biggest thing that's his biggest upside is is uh, the ability to advance the ball and but people don't people don't really look at that like the very fickle people the people who just look at the surface stuff it's like he's small he got beat he's trash but it's only week two um and you know i think the best is yet to come i think the second half of the season will be better but right now you got to bite the bullet you know and i think with each week they're learning and yeah you know we'll we'll have to keep monitoring that it's it just sucks right now because they start off off two losses without scoring any of their own goals conceding a lot uh, being in dead last um but uh i I can guarantee they're better than that. And it just sucks that they happen to get... Those should be wins. I'm not going to excuse that. But it just sucks that at this moment in time that they're running against Liverpool. Who, if we're honest, haven't been all that great. But before we get into the preview, um, sticking with United a little bit. It, I don't know if it's journalists or I don't know if it's leaking from the locker room or the front office. But they've been leaked to fucking everybody. And uh, they normally are like, let's be they, real. They, like, yeah, yeah, that's but true. It's yeah. been it's been on overdrive right now because there's so many problems. They're panicking. The, yeah. the front office is panicking the fuck out. And there's PR. There's PR, and and some of it is is brought on by agents and others. Others just actually legit interest. Like rumors, like Arnautovic for me, that's just agents. I think like there's no way that they were seriously in contention or, or even wanting. It, them. But it's so hard to. Because of their knucklehead decisions over the last years, it's so hard to to really give them that benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be that generous to them and say, "Oh, that's just fucking agent talk, man." I yeah, honestly don't know. Um, and that's probably them anticipating Ronaldo leaving or asking to leave or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly couldn't say, but that was a stupid rumor. But right now, the strongest one, and uh, this one that has made sense for years, at least in my eyes. Um, and they're suddenly like really trying to put a ton of money into it. Maybe it's too much. Uh, Casemiro was the big one today. Yeah. Um, it makes sense for them, de- de- definitely. But uh, uh, I think it was Sid Lowe that pointed it out. Uh, all the all the central midfielders that they're going for, uh, that the, like the big names like Frankie De Jong, 
Casemiro, and I, I forgot somebody else. They're all like they all have different characteristics. They generally have the same positioning. Yeah. But their characteristics in the way they function on the field are very different. So it leads you to to surmise that United are doing the same shit. They're going for a big name for a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. On, on high wages. On high wages uh, because a big name is nice and ostensibly they're good. And that's their that's the, been their biggest downfall, truthfully. And somebody recently pointed out how... Uh, how good, and this is just an example, how good Brighton scouting has been mm. in finding fringe players that are young and have an upside and they're relatively inexpensive and they they have the ego to want to play into a system that's going to help them thrive and maybe elevate them to another level. And the guys they're going for now are guys that are great. You know, they're proven. They're expensive. Doesn't mean they'll do great for your team today, you know. And um, Casemiro is one of the best holding mids in, in of this decade, I would say. Yeah. Getting them now maybe isn't the best idea, I think. Um, can not, you help not your for, team? Yeah. yeah well, they would sign him for very expensive. Uh, the last figure I saw was like 80 plus million. Yeah, yeah. On really high weight. I think double of what he's they, making they would, in Madrid. Yeah, they would pay him more, yeah. For a longer period of time. I think like a four or five year contract. Even Madrid. Like, look at Madrid. Like, what they did is they're they're scouting some of the top feeder leagues in the world. Like, Ligue 1, Chuameni, Camavinga. Guys like that. Portugal. Those where Casemiro came yeah, from. Yeah, you 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 want to do that. You don't want to. I mean, don't get me wrong. It can work. You can go for a, a proven midfielder, but the system has to be already working. And they don't have a system. There's so you no gotta attitude. Build it. There's no attitude in that in that club for you to want to buy into right away. Um, you know, think and maybe Casemiro's like one of those guys that can just hit the ground running. Uh, just in any I system. Think he can. But, I think he can. Yeah. But you got to realize that the rest of the team doesn't have that kind of mentality and are you willing to pick them up it's a, it's a lot of um, i don't know it's a lot of weight to carry for a big signing like that as well i don't know if uh, i don't know if united are really necessarily thinking it through yeah but again they're just they want to improve themselves and who cares about the player right yeah and as a player going into their you know you I'm sure the the money is appetizing and they have every reason to want to go. But, you know, it's just like, it's crazy because not many players have gone there and, and, you know, succeeded and they haven't really helped their image. You know, like you mentioned Jan Sommer earlier and his, his fear is if he joins United, he's not, he, he's his position at the World Cup is at risk. Yeah. And and that's the truth with a lot of players. Like, you go there and you don't know how it's going to go. And, um, you know, speaking of keepers, they has been one of their best players in the last few years as a keeper, but he himself doesn't have a starting position um, with the Spanish team. Now, we know how Spain, uh, you know, operates on the pitch. So that kind of goes to show that his biggest flaw is is his inability to work with his feet and I, I guess I guess it's going to be to his to Ten Hawk's detriment because yeah yeah he's very much an old school keeper which uh yeah yeah you know the, the game is quickly uh moving on from I think you know they should have no problem moving De Gea um uh, I think he's still a top keeper and, and certain clubs would love to have him if anything it reminds me of when uh you know Joe Hart had to be dispatched uh De Gea's much better always but I'm just saying like a guy who's a decent keeper, but his feet are just not worth much. And in a system of total football, 
it's just necessary, you know, especially with the modern keeper today. Like, he's so insecure with his feet. It's it's wild. And it's, it's crazy because like he's he, Spanish. You it, know, you'd, you'd think that, like, he would be good, but... It, it's, it's almost like it wasn't a problem before. Well, one, because it wasn't, like, a huge emphasis. The league changed, but yeah. That, uh, but now that he has been kind of been made aware of it, it, it's almost like he's thinking about it too much and it's fucking him up. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Uh, what else? I mean, I know we can go on forever about United. But well, I mean, Pulisic's also rumored to them. Yeah, well. there, there, there's a lot of rumors again. Uh, Pulisic happens to be one of the better ones, I think. I it think, makes uh, sense that's because more palatable. it's a loan and a, he's a United fan, quote unquote. Like, mm-hmm. he's liked them always as a kid, which a lot of kids are actually. I mean, United used to be the shit back then. I mean, yeah. I even liked United at one point and mm-hmm. you had a great team. And I feel like... It could benefit both sides because, like you mentioned, Sancho has been a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, uh, I think right now, and uh, well, we haven't seen too much of Pulisic playing, but right now, I would still favor Pulisic over Sancho. Just I don't know what it is with Sancho, whether he doesn't have a good right back to link up with, whether it's the midfield. I honestly couldn't tell you. He, he has a guy moments. That needs the ball. He has moments. Like for example, last season again in the derby, like he picked he picks up the ball, drives in. And you're like, wow, like that's yeah. what you expected, but it's not a. Weekend. It's just way too, uh, way too infrequent for you to, uh, to be uh, giving him a lot of credit for, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, um, li- then, listen, uh, there's no signing or group of signings in the world that will really like fix the problems for United, but some of the the names that are linked, I don't think are the answer. You know. Uh, what about Rashford leaving? Because there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of disappointment with him and i know how he started off really hot and um he i think he needs a fresh start you know honestly it's like there's not many players at united that you can say that besides besides bruno who now has cooled off that have really had that are really at the top of their game let's say there's not really anybody in fact uh you know so it's like i, I hate to shit on rashford because i don't know if he's the problem you know who's to say that he goes to another team um and and balls. Uh, yeah, but um, it's kind of obvious that his. I don't know. I don't know if it's due to the Euros. I don't know if it's due to two seasons of just being very underwhelming. Well, there was moments team. that were you know injuries and injuries too. He yeah. he had no breaks, but uh, or if it's a mentality thing where he just doesn't feel I don't know comfortable playing, but he he's really not the player um, that we thought he would be. And I guess that goes to my point where I don't I don't know if development is always linear. Like he was dazzling as a 19, 20 year old, and you're you're just gonna assume that he's gonna continue that up until he's just gonna get better every year. 21, 22. I mean, maybe he's just hit a wall. I mean, let's look at Dele Ali, man. He's he was like uh, Spurs golden boy one season, then the next season falls off a cliff. Then he goes to Everton last season, and now he's signing for for a Turkish club. Yeah. Um, which and he's twenty six, you know. It's maybe, crazy. Maybe we just saw the best of him, and he didn't want to get better, or maybe that was. God damn, what a strike! But uh, yeah, Koulibaly's looking pretty good. I will say. I mean, it's very early, and and that's not what you get a center back for to score. But even like on defense, he he's a unit. You know, it's hard mm-hmm. to get past. Uh, but going back to that, I mean, you know, sometimes it's a ba- it's a matter of be- it's a system thing. Uh, Dele Ali, his best days were under Pochettino, hundred percent. Like I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. It's a it's definitely a tactics thing. And I have I'm not like super in tune with Spurs, but when he was in open spaces, especially around the box, like he had a shot, he had passes, he had flair. 
Well, he was very much like one of those guys that also needed the ball and, and was like a creator type, but kind of like a Bruno. Yeah, exactly. And and very high work rate too. I think he was kind of uh, under underrated in that category. I'm not a hundred percent sure if Besiktas is Champions League is in Champions League, but you know, if they are, maybe it's not a terrible move for him. You know, like I know it's it's very easy to to shudder at, at Turkey and their league, and, and but it's like at its levels below the well, Prem. Oh well, the Prem for sure, but mm-hmm. like. Let's say he was at Everton, you know. I mean, how much better is Everton than, Besh- than Besiktas? Uh, Everton wins a championship there, doesn't don't, don't they? I, I don't feel confident in saying that. I mean, Everton struggled to be championship sides these days. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, that's maybe that's me giving too much credit to Everton. But no, I mean the the, the drop off from Spurs and and you know teams like that certainly. But like Besiktas, a team that's in Champions League versus a team that can't even make in, into conference, you know. Which, by the way, man, Everton are—they're looking really bad right they're, now. They're, they're, uh, but yeah, uh, um, I think as far as United, I mean, and I don't really foresee shit. Rashford having that sort of drop off just because he does seem like a hard worker. Whereas, you know, we we kind of figure that Dele Ali was a shit trainer. I mean, that that clip with Mourinho keeps popping up lately. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's like, and uh, <laughs> I mean, it's right. He's right. He he's been around the game long enough, so for him to have the balls to tell Ali that, and Ali have. More or less a non-reaction. Maybe it was edited that way, but <laughs> you know, it kind of goes to show. Like you're not surprised from two years ago to where he's at now. Yeah, and it can go. It could go plenty of ways. You know, Mourinho's had that conversation with some players that have actually turned out to prove him wrong. You know, De Bruyne, Salah. I'm sure. Yeah. Luka, you know, there's, there's guys, but I just my thing is Deli Ali just doesn't look like a serious footballer, and and you know what? Like I'm not gonna shit on him for that. Well, like everybody's different in their workspace and some people take work more serious and not everybody's the same, you know, so I don't know that that guy. That's just a guy that has raw talent, you know, yeah. and, and maybe n- yeah. not the best work ethic. There, there's some guys that like they're really good just just on their talent alone. They don't have to work hard and you just figure, fuck, man, if you worked hard, mm. maybe like Balotelli types or Eden Hazard types that just like they're they're psychos about their health and, and their, their physical well-being and stuff yeah yeah and then there's also the guys that don't have the talent but they work really hard yeah like I think of like James Milner sure uh, who's yeah. actually decent I will say but I'm saying like that guy he just yeah. he dots all his eyes crosses his T's isn't flashy does the dirty work mm-hmm. and you're not gonna catch him at a nightclub like it's just you know it's it's just like there's just different players out there but hey man you know I hope he bounces back because Daily Ali no, he was. He At was one good point, on his day, he man. was like what Jude Bellingham was, you know, as far as uh, starting for England and and, and yeah, playing like in a, Champions League like games. A Phil Foden type. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll have to monitor that. Uh, but it's pretty interesting. I'm not gonna watch the Turkish league. <laughs> ah, well, <laughs> I mean, I only watched them in the Champions League. If that, you know, um, there was a moment where I was watching Besiktas a lot because they had a Tyler Boyd, but even then, it's it's a chore, you know. It's a chore. Was um, uh, who was the the Portuguese cat? He was like super flashy. Yeah, Quaresma. Just like like another guy that that doesn't really yeah. He Ric- fucks around, but he's stupid talented. Ricardo Quaresma. Yeah. And they also had a, a Canadian international Kyle Laren. Kyle. What Laren. a player. Kyle with the C. Yeah, a UConn product, by the way. <sighs> really. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, do you, uh, yeah. Um, uh, do uh, footballers really get like that sort of um. Uh, Collegiate uh, attention like that? No, I don't. I mean, there's 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 few instances like uh, Jack Harrison. I think was one of them. Uh, 
Daryl DK, but I mean, nobody of, of note, you know, like there's not many. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, to wrap up Manchester United, I know we've gone on quite a bit with them. <laughs> uh, maybe this is just shithousery, and I think I know, I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh, Elon Musk mm. <laughs> talking about buying uh, Manchester United. Uh, well, one, the motherfucker can't even buy Twitter, right? Or didn't want to in the end for yeah, whatever yeah. reason. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he was uh, dove. Uh, <laughs> I think it would be interesting if he did. It'd be funny as hell. Yeah. The, like, the memes would be just ridiculous, right? I think if he can, uh, like, say, like, if somebody buys out a company, the money's not an issue with Elon. The money isn't an issue with the Glazers right now. The issue is within the micromanagement within the company, if you will, because it is a company, whether you want to split it that way or not. I know it's a football club, and mm-hmm. but the way things are ran, the accountability, the facilities, the nutrition, those are all things that Elon probably would be able to come in and fix, but... You know, well, if nothing else, Elon loves a, a nice looking product. Yeah, efficiency. You know, like stats, yeah. uh, analytics, all that, mm-hmm. all that shit. And I don't know how. I don't know what United does these days, man. Like, but what I've seen is it's not working, and and it's one of the worst mismanagements I've seen in top tier football. Yeah, you see it a lot in lower tier and and you know teams like that. But for a, te- a team like United, it's it's inexplicable almost. But. Uh, yeah, we'll have to there, see. There's also a lot of parallels between uh, Manchester United and uh, Galaxy. <laughs> to an extent, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. Obviously... Fall from grace. Yeah. Mismanagement. T- terrible signings. For a lot of money. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know... But yeah, that was that was just a funny thing that came up, I think it was yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Yesterday or Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how serious it is. I, I, would, I wouldn't take it too serious. Um, it would be kind of cool, though. It'd be I, I always think, like, why why don't, you know, I mean, everybody wants what's profitable, but it would be f- dope as fuck, like, Elon Musk or Bezos or, you know, the fucking, uh, what's it called, like, Warren Buffett or, you know, guys like that just fucking do it and, and run it. Just for the shits and giggles? You know, so far, Todd Bowley's doing all right, I have to say. I, I, I know I, I almost swore that, that there would be a massive drop-off in spending and... And resurgence, but it's actually... It, it, I feel like they haven't lost a beat. I don't think the, the spending is going to be a problem so much as... Uh, I mean, football-wise, they haven't been terrible, but they've also been very unimpressive. I had this conversation with somebody, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm Tuchel Ball isn't, isn't fun to watch. I mean, and, and that's kind of elitist in a way, but I'm saying it's just like... It's no nonsense. It's a lot of it. It's set pieces and, and smash and grab even. When you have a team like that, I don't think it should be that. Especially a club with, with history. Even when Conte had them, I thought they were more fun to watch. I can't tell you that Tuchel puts on great shows, honestly. Um, you know, some teams like, you know, Madrid and City and, and you know, Bayern, like, they're able to piece together 4-0, 5-0 results at times. And some people shit on it, but it's fluid football. It's a lot of attacking Chelsea just scraped by, I feel, you know, and they did a lot of that last year to finish kind of high up there. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, and I, I kind of seem to agree with you more and more the, the weeks go by about Tuchel because it seems like he's also getting kind of uh, on edge, you know. Starting obviously. to lose the, uh, the yeah. locker room. And then one of the big headlines were, all, were obviously some of the off-the-field stuff with him and, and um, oh, what's this guy's name? This guy's really good from TalkSport. Uh 
but uh, he got into it with Conte, obviously. So After like, the match, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That but was the next time Even on during, notes, yeah. you know? Even, like, they were, yeah. like, fucking yeah, drawing yeah, off. Yeah, Tuchel's a little, a little talker. He likes to chirp. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess to describe what happened after the match, you know, the managers t- tend to shake hands for the most part. Uh, shouts to Simeone. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and I guess, I guess Conte wasn't really happy with, with the way, you know, he... Uh, carries himself or the way Tuchel carries himself so he kind of just like disregarded him didn't even look at him Tuchel took offense to that grips onto his hand and demands that he looks at him yeah yeah as they shake hands um you know you can you can (laughs) have your opinions about that to me to me it's a little weird but then uh you know Conte you know took offense to that and they started chirping at each other, and then they had to be separated. Um, Even prior, though, like when Chelsea scores, I think Tuchel like runs across. Oh, he runs across, and, and you, you know, know he's. And then when 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 Tottenham scores, like you know, Conte's kind of loud in your face about it. He's always like that, yeah. And, he always and faces the crowd. Does a, you yeah, know, does yeah. A and so I think it's it's like both both managers, like you know, they they have it out. You know, I think it's cool because it is, it is a you know. It's uh, entertaining. It's a it's a derby. First of all, they're both from London, yeah. so you both want to get one over the other. And you know, Tottenham does it in in kind of the most spectacular way, where they win in the last minute, and everyone's always going to celebrate that. Well, they tie it, right? Yeah. And yeah, that's the thing. It's like, by the way, I the decision not to send off Romero is I don't understand how oh, that God, happens. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They even looked at it. I know. They even looked that's at it the strange thing. And, like, and you, can, you can almost excuse the, the ref for not noticing that in the run of game. Uh, it's a dead ball, right? But but if it's reviewed, you know, you thought, you'd thought think that it would be called. It's yeah. totally a non-football play. And then you have, like, the Darwin Nunez situation, which we'll get into later. But that was given a red. And the the, the level of, of officiating is... It varies. It, it and, varies, and, that, and it's inconsistent, and, and that's an issue. That, and that was another thing that got Tuchel in hot water is he criticized the ref to the point where he's saying that he shouldn't ref our games anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, it's looking like it's going to lead to a suspension. Yeah, well, I think um, he, they both are even suspended off the red card alone. Oh, okay. Um, but oh, they both got reds for the Yeah, that's from what I understand, yeah. They both got reds, but that was the point that, that, that Tuchel was trying to make. He's like, well, I don't get to coach the next match, yet he gets to officiate the next one. Despite yeah. having a shit show, yeah. You know? there, there's one, the one thing about that uh, in refereeing is there's no accountability for for bad performances from refs, and I think there should be. I think there you need to if it happens enough to the point where fans are really calling it out to where managers can can notice. Look, everyone can have a bad day at the office, or you can miss something, and you know, oh well, right. But if it happens that consistently, where there's it seems like there's a pattern, and and I, I need to be clear. I don't. I would be hard pressed to to find that one ref or whatever has a problem. But they're human, right? So if one team is going at you game every time you manage or ref them, you're like, you know what? Fuck these guys. I, I'm going to be a little like, a little more like strict on them. It shouldn't be, but we're human. And yeah. as long as refereeing is done by humans, it's going to occur. There's room, always room for error. Yeah, yeah but, but uh, there should be some sort of um, accountability or some sort of um, review done after the games by some independent board or some independent uh, body uh, connected it, to. Yeah, the accountability is would be nice, just that alone. Because you, you get it in the NBA now where they're like, oh, uh, after further review, the NBA deems the call against the Trailblazers in the final three seconds was out of bounds, and it should have been called. It wasn't. Yeah. And and you know that's that's uh, it's just a slap it, on the wrist, it, but it it's something. Yeah, you know? it doesn't change the the result 
But um, it does put your name on there, though. That's I think like, I think it, th- there should be like a maybe a point system where if you know post game they they review um, bad calls or or like miss things like that, you get like certain amount points deducted. If you reach a certain amount, you're suspended without pay for you know one two matches as a ref. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, or you you get you know sent to the fucking sideline where you're just holding up the. And maybe also if if you board. if you do ref efficiently uh, righteously and do it consistently maybe you become one of the better paid referees the referees that gets the Some maybe sort of champions league semifinals the finals that you know you, you establish your reputation that way i think uh, both of those things would would help the league somewhat because for as great as a league it is uh, and, and these kind of calls exist in every league but the way it's been happening in the prem even dating back last year yeah, it's I mean, kind of overdone, you know. It, it is, it by far like the most money generating league in the world. Um, why not have every aspect meet that sort of that 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 sort of uh, um, standard. bench standard? Yeah. There you go. That's the word. Um, but I did I did see news that that the FA is uh, is looking at implementing. Um, uh, I think uh, reviews like VAR and stuff by by an independent company. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how legit that might be, or if I'm <laughs> even communicating that correctly. No, no, no. It's more or less, yeah. It's what they're saying, but it's like it's not too different. Is it going to be more of the same? Or? I think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, until we can have like a set of eyes on the side, kind of like in tennis, where everyone's watching and communicating, watching the 22 players on the pitch, and the offsides line. Yeah, it's just with objectivity, <laughs> you know? like with humans, it's it, it will never be absolute. It will never be perfect, and but yeah, we're like, we're always looking to get closer to perfect, and we we clearly still have a, a way to yeah, go. Yeah, and we have humans doing it. There's not going to be any sort of. There's never going to be perfect, which yeah. which is cool. But if we can call out the diving, if we can figure out exactly what's an offside, and then sh- like egre- egregious shit like the hair pulling against Gugurella. Yeah, hey man, that that's when it'll you, be a lot less of that. You, I think you could live with some of the offsides or the non calls on the dives, but that for me was just blatant. Yeah, no, no room for that in the game, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, forget about all that. Like the human respect, man. Like I'm sure there's, you know, Cucurella's family's watching the game. His, you know, his kids, his his wife. Like man, like you shouldn't be getting your hair pulled like a, you know, uh, it's a tramp. Uh, yeah, like it's like come on, man. Uh, but you know. Because when it's like a like a challenge on the ball or you know a collision like your even Rudiger Kevin De Bruyne you can make a case it was a run of play it's football that's like not even close that's man. not football at all yeah exactly yeah. but um, yeah man um, and um, it's funny that that we're talking about refs because um, I was gonna bring this up later but last week was the MLS All Star versus Liga MX uh, game and uh, there is a clip that came out today I think where. Uh, the ref wore a body cam, so it's pretty cool seeing how he interacts with some of the players and what he sees and how he, how he, uh, you know, how the game looked from the perspective of the ref. It's a body cam, so it's not going to really see everything he sees because you know people turn their heads, they have their attention on certain things. Your eyes, you know, you can't track your eyes and all that. But uh, I think it's pretty cool, and you can hear what the players are telling him and and uh, how he's calling it. You can even hear the squeaking of his boots. So it was, it's pretty cool. The one thing that kind of bothered me is when he called the penalty. The guy who's taking the pen, he's putting the ball just barely on the dot of the penalty. Like, my guy, you're already in an advantaged position, and you want even more? 
like by inches even. I, yeah, yeah. Like, God damn, that's kind of scummy. Whatever, man. Yeah. Whatever helps, I any, guess. Any inch, any inch you could get. That's, even with free kicks, you get so that. That's so shit, yeah. Like when, they, I don't think, do they still do it where they, they, they spray, spray it? Yeah, yeah, but like a lot of the times you can see the players that kind of step over it, so it's yeah not even visible anymore. Like at that point, what the fuck? I remember when they implemented that too, I was like, oh, that they're going to. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like they even put it in FIFA and shit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, the foam. Yeah, um, so that was the whole Chelsea thing this week with Conte and, um, who you got in a fight? Huh? Who oh, you got in a fight? Uh, wow, man. Someone's like, if you had to put a hundred bucks on, on Tuchel or Conte, or Conte as Tuchel might refer to him from now yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Conte seems like he has a little more fire to him. He, I'm sure he's younger as well. And he was a lot, he, he was an athlete for much longer. I think that gives him a, a little bit of an edge, but Tuchel it's, he's a big guy, tall, lanky, reach. He's got you know? that leverage to put on the punches. Yeah, but I think neither of them are really fighters like that, man. <laughs> no. Truthfully, uh, if there's one manager in England that's beating everybody's ass, it's Vincent Company. He does what he wants. But he's in the championship. Yeah, but he's in he's in England. He'll be back in the prem, but in the actual prem. There's not, there's not many. I mean, Patrick Vieira. There you go. That I think that's oh, a yeah, dude that, that's yeah, beating yeah, everybody's uh, ass. He, yeah, he's yeah. he's getting cheeks. I was trying to think like, there's nobody that comes totally to mind. It's got to be Vieira. Yeah, I think Vieira gives company a good run too. But, but yeah, yeah <laughs> thankfully the they don't got to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, um, another bit of news that happened, and I don't know if you you kind of kept up with it or anything, but uh, um. Well, I, I, I mean, before we move on from Chelsea, because Chelsea have been the subject of a lot of rumors themselves. Uh, some might say they've had a successful summer. Others might say they've been just kind of uh, left hanging. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle where they've had a decent transfer window. They got Koulibaly. They got Sterling. They got Kukurela. Yeah, yeah. No, no, um, I think it's a, it's a decent money. window. I think, yeah. Um, it's just, I, I guess when you put it into perspective for everyone they thought they wanted to get, like Rafinha, Lewandowski. Uh, I think they even thought they were going to get Haaland for a little bit. Yeah. Um, we, they got... Oh, you they, probably said Sterling already, huh? Yeah. And they were rumored for De Jong for a little bit. Um, so maybe in that sense, it might be a little disappointing. But uh, I think they've done okay for themselves. They, they, they still might be in. But uh, right now, the big rumor is uh, Fofana. Fofana, yeah. Leicester player. Coming off a big ass injury and just extended like not too long ago. That's the that's the the point that I wanted to make is um, he wants to leave I guess and I feel that Leicester are totally overvaluing him but that's due to him signing a five year deal if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. But they're they're valuing him at over eighty which again is way too much for Fofana. Uh, I, I want to know what his thought process is though. They gave him a long deal after getting this crazy injury. What like what? Why is Kevin Durant also playing football now? Yeah, no, nah, I, I uh, well, the truth is that like I think right now, like the big, the best players on Leicester don't want to be there because it's it doesn't seem like it's a winning team. You know, they're they're uh, happy. Flash, it's not. Yeah, they're happy. They're happy uh, to be mediocre. I feel, and for a guy like Wesley Fofana, who at one point was you know rumored to a lot of big teams, the injury set him back. Now uh, it's turning into a case of like when Mares was at Leicester and and he wanted to leave, but well, he was under cer- um, similar circumstances too. He was kind yeah. of refresh on a new deal, and 
that's the thing. I think uh, he wanted to leave. Fofana will probably even think about sitting out, you know. But the problem is that Leicester's going to want the money. They're not going to get it. I pro- probably wouldn't feel comfortable paying more than 60 even. Well, uh, even even before the injury, 60 sounds like a lot for Fofana. I, I, his game is solid. I, I do yeah, like no, him. He's, he's a really good player. For his age, like, it's very good. He's, like, he's very good. You could be coming up on a player for 60. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, so let's, let's say 60 is the absolute max. Fucking 85, like 90. Yeah, Ernie, Ernie was saying, I want 105. I'm like, fuck out of here, bro. Like, who do you have? I mean, dude, not the best center back in the world is not going for that, you know? Uh, yeah. I, like, I, even in that age group, the best center back in the world. Well, and he's 26, right? Yeah, 26, 20, mid-20s. Like, if there's center backs that go for that price, we're talking about the best of the best. The absolute best. We're talking, like, Virgil van Dijk, uh, Ruben Diaz, uh you know, I think maybe soon Militao might get to that level. Uh, guys like Saliba, Gabriel, if they continue improving. I mean, there's guys that maybe eventually could reach that. But yeah, Fofana, but after injury. that's a whole lot, dude. That's a whole fucking lot for a non-attacking player. Yeah, well, football's edging towards that. Yeah. By the way, 105 is insane. 80 is even a lot. I th- yeah, 80 is definitely That's what they, Maguire went for. and But at the time, it, it was like, well, okay. When you think, well, when, and when you think about Maguire, that that on its own was too much. So if you're, if you're trying to say, oh, well, Maguire got that, okay. That was a fucking mistake. Well, that's what I was... That's a complete fucking mistake. teams are pointing to that and like, well, they paid 80 mil for Maguire. Look where he's at. Why why do we feel comfortable paying him? Exactly. Look how he ended up. And you can also say that in reverse. Like, look how he ended up. They definitely overpaid, so we're not not getting anywhere near that. So let's let's relax a little bit. Let's hold our horses. Maybe I think like he stays until the winter and maybe doesn't move then, but... It's clear the writing's on the wall. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there. And um, uh, and I wonder what goes on to someone's mind if uh, they sign a contract and and not even half a year later. I don't think want to want to leave. That doesn't make any sense. All you did was because his problem too is Lester thinks that his value is too high, and he has a problem with that because essentially they're pricing him out. He's like, I know I'm not worth that. Yeah. Yeah. But dummy, hello, you just signed a five-year deal. Yeah. Every year adds on at least fucking ten million. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's that's football these days though. Like, it just because just you're signing an extension doesn't mean you won't get transferred. What it does is it, it sets a a standard of what your pay is gonna be, and what you're valued at. But and my my thing is when when players do sign an extension, what they're saying to their team is, okay, I'm gonna play for another year. And I'm gonna, and I want you to get as much as you can for me. Yeah, but or, or I legit want to stay, you know. Yeah, or I legitimately want to stay. Yeah. But some players, like Fofana, I don't know if they really thought it through that way, or their agent. I don't know. Maybe well, when agent. when players extend at clubs like Leicester or even Villa, you know, like Grealish signed an extension. I th- I think like very close to when he got transferred afterwards, mm-hmm. and it was more of like a security thing for Villa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And 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 that's the thing, you know. Uh, you know, it's and that's why Declan Rice is still a West Ham player. Yeah, they yeah, value yeah. him very high for the amount of time that they still have him. There's an interesting. And he's valued too high. I think that's why players now more than ever are running down their contracts too because they mm-hmm. don't want to get put in that position. Uh, a cheeky Bergestan was talking about that. He's like, like he he. There is a video of them in the conference room and and the names are blurred out, but it was players like Rudiger and and list of like top tier talent. I think Mbappe was there too. They're like, he's like, well, Ed. Uh, fucking, he's talking to uh, this guy Omar Barada. He's another guy that works in the CFG. He's like, 
this didn't happen before. Like, this didn't exist before. Players didn't run down their contracts because mm-hmm. it's a risky move. Say if you get injured and then you run down your contract and it's like, fuck, my career's in, in shambles now. And he's like, well, that's what football's heading towards now. There's well, more player agency. Well, well that and, and the FEP signing con- the signing bonuses that they're, that they're getting now, they're like, okay, well, you, I, I waited a year for you, um, so kick me back 25 mil. Yeah, and and really the transfer fees don't they they don't really they mean fuck all for the players like like it does it does nothing for them it, it does agents, something for the club the agents get paid they get some yeah. uh, a little a little lick but it's like the yeah. the clubs are the ones that love the transfer yeah, exactly. prices yeah. so of it's course. like the player has no uh, like inclination to even do that which so. is crazy because a team like Leicester has they they have actually really good recruiting so they they identify talent really well and much like Dortmund is what the fuck do they do with that money. Yeah, because um, they're not—they're not serious competitively. So what the fuck are they doing with, with all that money that they're generating uh, from player sales? Yeah, uh, I mean I know Leicester has like a really nice training facility. Yeah, now no, and their stuff. facilities like, are nice. They've invested a lot of what they've had. S- scouting is nice, but, but you yeah. know they there's there's credit lines and bank loans for that kind of shit too. You know you're yeah. not gonna throw in fucking five hundred million just just because you have the cash. That doesn't make sense. But still like. What do they do if they're not going to be decent competitively? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's confusing to me. Yeah, especially because they've been at, at, a, at a halt, a plateau for a few seasons now. Um, and it's just because the standard they set at one point when they went all the way. And that's what leads clubs to overspending uh, when it's a little too late. Yeah. You know, like, look, I really wouldn't doubt if they went for someone like Danny Ings in a year or so. Well, Jamie Vardy's leaving, and you give Danny Ings a little too much, you know, and things like that. I'm not saying that he's a terrible player. Well, that's, that's the thing about Leicester, though. Like, they, they're really good at scouting. Oh, well, they got this guy, Patsandaka, who I, I think is a stud. Uh, Dewsbury Hall, for me, is still a question mark. That's but, a you know, they have good young dark. talent, though, and uh, they they're know how to find it. And, and they, they don't typically overspend for old players. Like, tr- truthfully, I don't. I can't think of, of many, but, you know... But if they get into, like, a desperation mode where it, it might become a question that they're going to be competitive at all to retain whatever money that they're getting, then... Yeah. I, I It happens. Look at Everton. Everton were kind of in that Leicester sort of... What Leicester have been the last five or six years, Everton were that in the early 2010s. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, maybe I'm off base with that, but you can compare them to that. Because they, they, they had pretty good talent for a good while, and a lot of it they lost and didn't really reinvest until it was too late, which yeah. is now. West Ham became the new Everton for me. Uh, well, based on like where they end up on the table, because Everton was just a fringe like Europa team for the longest, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what West Ham are now. Um, but, you know, the, if you're not spending, you, you, you're not going to get there. And Especially now, more so than ever, that the Premier League is really... Like becoming the league right now, like I know we always talk about this, but like the amount of money that that the Prem is able to spend versus most other leagues and most other clubs, really, it's kind of crazy, right? It is, it is, and and it's not even like the big teams at times. It's even the the, the newly promoted teams who get a bonus. Yeah, there's there's stupid money, and and um, somebody even said like we're talking about the ESL when the EPL is going to become that the way it's going, which I don't think is true, but. But, you know, it's crazy how, how, you know, insanely talented each team is. Uh, Can be. You know, yeah, when it goes right, because the players are there, the money is being spent, the scouts are there, 
But a lot of the times, like the smaller teams, and this is why they become yo-yo clubs, is like, like a lot of teams take on debt to get into the prem. Yeah, yeah. And have to pay it back right away when they get in because you know they get that little injunction injection of cash and and take care of debts, and then they're still stuck with that <laughs> championship level team, and they get stormed out. And even the championship teams like that are coming up. They their owners aren't. They're not broke boys. You know they. They come in, Leeds came in, they spent, Fulham, they spend, uh, you know, Nottingham right now, they're, they're really spending, and uh, it, could, it could work, it could not, but, um, you know, you need to risk it, you know, you need to risk it, uh, so yeah, it's going to be a fun season, man, um, the, the craziest rumor that I saw was Awar to, to Nottingham. Yeah, they got Lingard. <laughs> So insane. Well, I think uh, Odrio Sola, too, from Real Madrid. Yeah, and those like are players that you wouldn't envision at Nottingham, you know? Not a Nottingham-level team, but those are players that'll make them be like, oh, fuck. Like, remember Wolves? Like, they kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, and yeah. And now, now they're, like, firmly a mid-level, mid-table team. Yeah, for now, for now. Um, a Portuguese uh, laundering scheme. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's kind of crazy. I've never seen anything like that. Um, they keep signing Portuguese players. It's crazy. Yeah. Not even players that play in Portugal. No, no, no. These are, they're Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. T- to be fair, like City, you know, they kind of also like been fucking abusing that too. But <sighs> but they're getting like the cream of the crop. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, I, they, I mean, they have to be. It was it was just within a short span of time where they went like, yeah, Cancelo, Bernardo, Ruben Dias, you know. It, it was like what? what yeah, well, we, to be fair, Cancelo came from uh, Juve. From yeah, Juve yeah, yeah. and uh, Bernardo, Bernardo from Monaco. came from Monaco. Um, Ruben Diaz, Ruben he's the Diaz. only one that came straight in. But, but you know, now that you mentioned it, Liverpool got uh, Darwin Nunez. Yeah. And uh, Carvalho. Yeah. Both from. Uh, well, no, Carvalho came from. Uh, he's uh, Carvalho was in the championship with Fulham, and I think he represents England even. But he has uh, technically dual citizenship. Gotcha. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, but uh, I, I think right now Liga Nos is one of the, you know, the, the honey suckers they're start, of talent. They're starting to develop a lot of good talent. Um, yeah, but Ederson the, came from the there. French, the French League. French is, League, too. Those two leagues. also developing so much talent, man. Too many to Those two are the best, and then I think, uh, you know, Spain as well, and, and even uh, Germany, you know. I mean, we're talking about Pau Torres the other day. I think he's one of the, the next best center backs wherever he decides to go when the time comes. So. Yeah, um, so... Uh, we kind of jumped around a little bit there, but, you know, that's kind of good. Uh, another, like, bit of, uh, I guess, decent-sized news, beefy-sized news was, like, and I don't know if you saw this, but the the little tiff that Mbappe and Neymar had. I did, I did, yeah. Uh, I, I hate it. I totally hate it, but it, but it seems like this little bastard Mbappe's, his ego has gone up. Well, Neymar's <laughs> always had a, an ego, right? Yeah, but it's more, it's not like... It's, it's sensationalized for sure. Yeah, yeah, because I think Neymar's ego isn't in a dick way, you know? It's just like, he just thinks he's a shit because he is a shit, but Mbappe's like kind of, he seems kind of greedy, like, hey man, like, I want all the lights on me, you know? You guys are my sidekicks. But it, but it's also also due to the fact that, uh, well, the, the reason it blew up was because of uh, Neymar's likes on Twitter. Apparently, you know those dickhead, like, stan accounts that, like, anything that's slightly negative towards the player that they that they prefer in this case it's Neymar like oh it's it's unbelievable that you know Mbappe can miss one and Neymar never misses and he scores again you know so he liked two posts and stuff and I'm not going to read them because I think it's stupid but um 
it turned into it turned into a whole thing when you and you can see like the body language in the videos. Mbappe takes a shot, it gets blocked, and then uh, they earn another penalty. And uh, Mbappe's like insisting. It looks like I, I'm not, I can't read lips, yeah. but it looks like he's insisting on taking the pen. And Neymar just kind of like shrugs him off, and Neymar scores. Yeah. And then uh, there's another clip in the same game where uh, I want to say Leandro Paredes has the ball running in the mid. And Mbappe looks like he has an open field, but Paredes doesn't identify him, so he stops running. Stops running, turns around, throws his arms, and starts walking away from the play. Like totally takes himself out of the play. That's that looks yeah, that, that alone. That, looks bad. Yeah. that that alone is like, okay, who's this little motherfucker? Yeah. You know, who's this fucking brat? Yeah, you've done great things and stuff so far in your career, but who the fuck are you to give up on a play? Yeah, especially against such a beatable opposition, like you should be, you should be fucking padding right now, like you should be getting your stats <sighs> up. You should be enjoying the fact that you're playing with two goats, you know, two great players. And, I say, and it and it lends itself to the to the idea that, and this is what I said is like when they signed him again, it sets a dangerous precedent because this guy doesn't know how to handle it, and now he's he's gotten too big in his own head. Yeah, and even last year before this shit happened, there was a moment uh, where. There is a penalty. Di Maria picks up the ball. He's ready to take it. And then Mbappe's like, nah, let me get that. He takes it and he misses it. And it's just like, I mean, and that could happen to anybody. But I'm saying, like, that that egotistical drive he's always had. Every player's going to have it. But, I mean, you also, to be part of a great team and achieve great things, you need to be able to share it, you know? It's the worst thing that can happen to you, like, being given everything. A lot of people don't wouldn't manage it correctly. I'm not saying I would. Um, I don't know if you could, but nah. I. If you're 22 or however old he is, and you're given everything, you're given the keys to the kingdom. Everyone's telling you how amazing you are. You stayed with this team, uh, apparently for that fact, and and you behave that way. And I, I feel like we called it. It's, like it's too much, too soon uh, for for anybody. Um, it, it, it is dangerous, though. You're setting yourself on a path where you're going to alienate your teammates. And and that locker room, from the longest time, it sounds like it's been so fucking toxic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so it's, toxic. It's, it's very triggering. Ego. It's triggering. It's like a lot of ego in there. And, um, Fuck, what well, a Well, you know, like, say, we were talking about players. Like, I feel like Messi was giving the, the keys to everything at one point. Yeah, and he was that guy for a while. I'm not, like, I don't, I wouldn't say we he was above it, but... But then, see, he that's was, the thing. He was like, delivery. He, know, <laughs> like, and, he was and, the best player in the world. And you know what? You know? Like, he also was happy to share. Like, like there was never a moment where I was like, damn, Messi. Like, don't get me wrong. He is kind of a ball hog when he dribbles. But I'm saying, he, like. He does tend to shoot a lot. He does. But, like, he also won't shirk the chance to set up a teammate. And I think even there's times where he prefers to. And it's just not everybody can do that, you know. Uh, I think Mbappe is much more similar to Ronaldo in that in that instance, you know, to be the the guy that's just I'm the I'm the guy yeah. I'm the center of attention. In, in terms of mentality and like, um, and just being put into reality, the best thing that could have happened for him was to be under Benzema's wing or uh, under that sort of like I'm not the guy right now. You know what well, I mean? Well, there's no yeah the veteran leadership at with PSG is like. And and we know that Messi's not a vocal leader, and Neymar's a dickhead, and you can tell he's he's kind of like um, I, I guess he's kind of like me when it comes to like our sort of relationship where I don't care, you know, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking make you abide by my rules or the way I do things. You do things the way you do, and and like I don't care. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there's no seniority here and shit. So so they have that, and 
there's always been that that sort of thing that Neymar doesn't take things seriously and he's always partying and stuff and the, um, and I relate the, to him. A there's lot. the there's the rumor that he that Mbappe wanted to get about whether that's true or not. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised though because it seems like he's a real fucking dickhead. I don't know. I, I I mean no. Look, he's not Neymar. Isn't the best teammate, but like also like it's like when you work somebody maybe they're, with, with somebody they're, maybe they're not the best worker, but like they're they're cool vibes, you know, at the very least. <laughs> I think Neymar is he's a legend and maybe he's he doesn't apply himself super hard but he's still a fun guy to be around you know it looks like yeah if you're trying to win though do you want that well I mean and 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 that's that goes into play with what football is today I don't think so what it used to be I think you could get away with it like Ronaldinho, well, Ronaldinho. <laughs> guys like that you know but I mean like, all the Brazilians and this is why I say like man some some guys like I could see why they can't play for City Dude, the, the moment that Mbappe were to do that at City, I think he's benched for a month. Well, I but and and I think that's another thing. He wouldn't do that in, at City because the hierarchy is already there. And so the, you know, if you don't fall into line, the, yeah. you're gonna tell me that City, if they had the chance, they wouldn't have gone for him. Uh, of course I, they would have. Yeah, right. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, know, I, I mean, he's so good. He's so good, right? But it's like, I don't know. And the thing is, like, say if some shit like that were to happen, uh, you know, obviously guys like De Bruyne, guys like Ruben Diaz, they're going to call you out you on have to, yeah. So, uh, Well, but, you're not giving yes. the keys to the kingdom. I don't think anyone no, actually has that does. sort of sway. Nobody does, yeah. I mean, if anybody does, it's Pep, and he's had his problems with players. He has a big ego, too. But I think if there is an ego, the manager is the healthiest guy to carry it, you know? Yeah, and, uh, and the problem with PSG for the longest time is that they haven't had that. Nah, nah, yeah, they... That that's that's been the the issue with them and uh, maybe I will say right now they are playing their best football though that that I've seen in a while. Granted, mm. it's been against weak op- opposition, but they actually look like they they understand each other well. <laughs> They're a team that that in order for for us to gauge who they are really is like you you can only judge them by what they're going to do in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, and that's I I, I keep saying this this episode I don't know why but that that comes down to the. Uh, the mental aspect of, of how things are going to go for the season. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, the big games against Lyon, against Monaco, against Marseille, those are good. Those are much more competitive. But after that... But how good are those teams? I don't know if they compare. They're able to beat them, though. That's a thing. That's yeah. a crazy thing. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah. I mean, it's... They were yeah. a weak point last season. Yeah, but... Nah, it's... Yeah, it's just Liga is so unbalanced in that regard. Yeah, yeah. No. It's, like oh, bun- it's like Bundesliga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um let's see what else do we have here all right so um before we get on to the uh, reviews and previews uh yeah you kind of mentioned this earlier darwin nunez got himself sent off on some uh i feel like it was soft i don't know i don't even think he even headbutted the guy he turned around like he doesn't cock his head back or anything it's just all one sudden movement but there was contact i suppose and also the, the all you got to do is actually just lean your head in and they're because Kyle Walker got that last year, too, and I was like, he didn't even get him clean. If he, if Kyle Walker would have headbutted the guy the way he really would have wanted to, the guy would have been on the floor gashing, you know, blood. Darwin Nunez didn't even touch him, but it's the intention that, that the refs see. Yeah, uh, and again, it's one movement. And again, if, if you're trying to hurt somebody, there's going to be more than the dude just kind of holding his mouth. Like, there's going to be some blood, at least, like, on the inside of his lip or something. It was barely a graze. Dude sold it well. He was trying to be a tough guy. Um, but I'm not. I'm not going to accept the fact that oh well, Darwin Nunez, he's never really felt defense like this because he has played Champions League level football. He he's played against high level defenders. So I, I he lost his head off some bullshit. Hopefully, it's a learning lesson or learning experience for him. 
and uh, it doesn't really happen again, especially for the sake of my fucking fantasy, who he lost. He, he got negative points, <laughs> so it really turned my shit around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, that's also another thing is like refereeing, man. We, we got we to gotta figure out how to, how to officiate like diving and... You could see the dude was bothering him, which I guess is within the laws, right? I mean, it's not. There's That's no. Way. There's no explicit law against it, so it is allowed in a sense. For for all the stick he got for the diving, which is warranted, um, I don't think you could want anything else from a defender. When you know you're going up against a player like Darwin, you got to make life miserable for him. Yeah, hell, and you could tell. Like, I I was getting annoyed. Like I was getting like secondhand annoyment. Like you know annoyance if you will yeah from the way that anderson was playing him and um you you have no choice but to react at one point yeah but when you're an experienced player the best way is to you uh, know react with a goal that and and you know just keep your head you, you know it's just like one of those things where just laugh you, at you, it you know or, you don't or you, like kind of shove him on his own do what he's doing yeah yeah like have a laugh at it in fact you know like the way Grealish does i you know, you got to, like, take the piss with it because if you actually react, these guys are quick to send you off. Yeah, exactly. And, like, uh, they're, they're tough guys one second, and then the next they're not they're not going to hesitate to to bait you for a, a booking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't have a problem with the tactic, uh, but I didn't. Yeah, the dive was a bit much. I thought a yellow would have been good and, and just move on with it. Uh, but, yeah, so, such a nice battle. Like, it's it was very traditional PL, you know, rugged. Yeah, and that's the thing that a lot of people were praising was, like, the game was physical. Yeah, and it happens in, in a lot of leagues. And but Crystal Palace is going to be that team this season. They're going to be fucking yeah, they were last all year. up in everyone's faces. That's yeah. how Vieira was as a player, and that's ostensibly who he's going to be as a manager. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Simeone. Yeah, Simeone. Uh, if Roy Keane managed, I, I would imagine he'd be similar. Didn't he? Didn't he manage? Uh, I feel like, did he manage like a national team? Ah, uh, let's look it up, man. I let's forget, see. but, you know, yeah, like, you, you just know. You know what players would be like that. You, you know. know what time it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you just have an idea, um, you know, but, yeah, I, I didn't think that was warranted, and, well, I mean, we'll talk We're about it once the, we do the, reviews. The Manchester United game I know oh yeah he did manage oh he managed uh, Sunderland Ipswich mm. uh, and that's it like he was an assistant for other teams he oh, assisted okay. he was an assistant at Nottingham Forest if you can believe that I don't I don't even remember that <laughs> that wasn't yeah. that long ago I know yeah but um, what else what else do I have on my notes I don't really have anything else um, any any other like significant transfer rumors you know, I, I didn't jot them down. I was going to, and I kind of forgot. But nothing super significant. There are some some transfers that have been established. I think we already talked about Ricky Puig last week, correct? Uh, with Galaxy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he officially got his uh, visa. Yeah. He worked that out. He should be debuting this week. With Galaxy, which we're going to be at. Yeah. This and should be uh, a nice little party. Well, the, the question or the debate amongst... Uh, Galaxy fans is like, should he start? Should he come off the bench? I think he should start. I think he's good enough to just come in and make an immediate impact. He had he had a chance to watch the game. I think he probably you know can foresee where I, he can fit I, in. I, I, and yeah. he's just good. He's I a think f- as a player, like he's like kind of grow into the game. Maybe maybe you don't understand the scheme completely. Yeah. If, if Galaxy have one at all, to be honest. Yeah. But he's got enough talent and enough quality to. 
to just get in there and and contribute right away. Yeah. There, there's a pretty big steep drop-off from training with Barcelona to playing in MLS, let's be honest. Yeah, you know. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, he probably should start. Yeah, uh, aside from that, uh, you know, Sergio Gomez signing Oh, yeah, it's a city. city, yeah. That's a pretty big one. Left back. People he, were trying to clown on him for being a city. He, he claimed to be a city fan as a kid. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, well, how old is he? Is he fucking 12? Or was he... Is he 22, 19, 20? Because mm-hmm. if he is, then yeah, that, that totally makes fucking sense. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't pick my favorite team when I was six years old. The fuck are you talking about? It's rare. You know, yeah, you, you got to be brought you, up into it. But Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a trend now. And for so long, that was the joke. Like, if anybody said they were a City fan, they're like, nah, you're fucking like five, lying. five, six years ago, it's like, oh, okay, because they won like a league or two. But that's it. But you got to think about it. The kids born after 2000. Yeah. All they know is City... Uh, at least, like, you know, if they started following around 2010, like, City has been at the top, mm-hmm. more or yeah, less. Chelsea. And and that now, you know, the crazy thing is that there's even kids growing up, they're like, United. PSG. They're like, no, oh, they're shit. You United know? are cheeks. What are you talking yeah. about, bro? And they don't know the history. And, you know, but it's like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy to believe. And, and I think that, sign, that signing was major for City because it's a position they needed. They wanted, they wanted Cucurella. They couldn't get him. And uh, I think Sergio Gomez, we don't know for sure, but what I like about him is his uh, the positions he's played. He's played a variety of positions. You so know, he's versatile. Yeah, yeah, he's been you on know, the left, I, right. I was kind of clowning on this, <laughs> and, and this is just like a cheap joke, but like all of a sudden everyone's a Belgium league expert. Specialist, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's impressive when you can see somebody that's played so, so many positions. Yeah. Um, I, I mean... We Zinchenko don't know the situations. Like that. They, you know, they, you know, could have been could have been under circumstance, but yeah, yeah. City don't sign players, uh, and, and this is what I was talking about. City have gotten to the point where they don't sign, they don't make a whole lot of bad signings. You can you can point to maybe your Akes and stuff, and most of our know. bad signings were pre Wardiola, by the way. There's, yeah, there's exactly. Many bad but, ones. but lately, it's it, you know the the track record's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, Benjamin Mendy didn't work out for <laughs> various reasons. But other than that, other than Ake, I, I'm struggling to think of one that's that's not there. Um, but I think we did talk about that, though. Compare that to United, where uh, Carragher and, and Neville made a list. Yeah, yeah. Of not great signings versus good ones. Yeah, the majority were not great. And in my mind, that starting point was Schweinsteiger. <laughs> I don't know why I pinned it on him, but that I think that was a starting point. Yeah, like, I, I remember I was playing it down, but mostly because I'm, I'm a City fan. But I was like, man, Schweinsteiger, he ain't shit, man. He, uh, I, and I said this when it happened, but he was already run to the ground by then. Yeah. Byron had used up every single mile possible on those yeah. legs. Why, why, did, why would they let go of one of their talismans, one of, like, the World Cup winners, if they, couldn't get, if they felt like they couldn't get anything from him? And it, and it turned out to be right. He turned out to be injured for a long time, and... He didn't have, like, a memorable moment for United that I can even reference. At I, least Di Maria I, I and don't remember. Zlatan had some, but... Yeah, and that summer was kind of the beginning of everything. They got Di Maria, who didn't pan out. They got Depay, who didn't pan out. Schweini. The only one that really did anything well was a Zlatan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was, for sure, for me, one of the best yeah, that yeah. I've seen. Man, but that guy's never really been bad at any team no, that no, I can think of. No, no, he's never... He's going to for sure give you some production. Uh, I think the biggest thing is the just the quality and the clutchness as well. 
like in big games he you can count on him you know uh, but United didn't have many big games in those days and when they did like say the derbies they were lit they would get some on City you know mm-hmm. uh, multiple times they, they yeah they, they got up for those yeah but uh, anyway um, so let's get into the reviews um, yeah the reviews of uh, last week and uh, then previews um Shit, man. Why don't I have this up ever? It's always fucking <laughs> happen. All right. The first game on Saturday was Aston Villa hosting Everton. Uh, yeah. Ever, uh, Aston Villa wins 2-1 against Everton. Uh, Stevie G gets one over Frank Lampard. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Everton are, as you guys say, in the mud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I, I, don't, I don't know what else to make of it. Uh, you know, sad to hear Diego Carlos' Achilles rupture out for probably the season, you could say. Yeah, that's one of those injuries that that changes your career, especially at his age. He's he's not old by any means, but he but at 29, it's it's uh, it, you know, you're not you're not growing anymore, you know. So um, how, how relieved must Sevilla feel, you know? Oh, dude, that's one that I, can you even prevent that? No, nah, like there's no way of telling, you know, like when KD tore his. Because we can't, we can't even contribute, we can't even attribute that to uh, to being tired. The league just started. It's the second game of the season. Yeah. You know, so, okay, so he's rested. Um, is he flexible? I don't know. Maybe, maybe that. We can't <laughs> talk about the strength of his calves because footballers have strong calves. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those injuries you don't foresee. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It really sucks, man. Um so that's a tough one and then uh Arsenal put put the the beats on uh on Leicester 4 4-2 yeah yeah good game I was watching that one uh yeah man uh, Arsenal looked really good this year they, they um, look like the goods huh so far so good uh, Gabriel Jesus like even when he hasn't scored he's looked good and when he does score he looks even better uh, you know that that whole team is ticking really well, and uh, I think more importantly, the defense is shored up. Like, I've never felt as confident in an Arsenal defense as I do now because Gabriel. Well, and they have Saliba, like a three-man setup type thing going yeah. on, and Ramsdale's bad is not bad, so it's like, and he's a good keeper. Yeah. yeah, so it's like it's very fortified. You know, any team's gonna struggle against Arsenal this year. The I only question so, yeah. mark is can they show up attacking, and so far they ha- they've shown that mm-hmm. they can. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, man, uh, good goals from everybody. Really, uh, I you know I can't even complain. Martinelli gets on the board too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. That's two games in a row. He was uh, very sharp, as we've always imagined him to be. Uh, He's finally panning out. Yeah, as far as Leicester, uh, they just. You know, the, the scoreline is, is maybe even generous to them because they scored two kind of out of nowhere. But, yeah. you know, Leicester are Leicester. That's who they are right now. And, and I think uh, it's a good result for, for Arsenal. I think they're a bottom half team. Yeah, just barely. Just barely for me. I, I like think 11, I had them 12. at 12th, 13th, yeah. And um, then, uh, go on. Yeah. Oh, Brighton, Newcastle. That's, uh, Damn. That's, that's goose eggs. Yeah, yeah it's a boring Goose eggs, man. But there are actually two good teams that... It's just a stalemate. Yeah, yeah, that's they're they're pretty equal level, you yeah. know. So uh, yeah, I think uh, you know Newcastle. Oh, oh, that's another team that's rumored for Pulisic too. So oh yeah, that would be an interesting one. Uh, but yeah, you, know, you know that you know that matchup is very very even. So a good result for both teams. At the end of the day, these points add up and they're good for them. Yeah, any point they could get. So mm-hmm. yeah, 
Uh, following this one, uh, Man City, Bournemouth. Uh, yeah, man, easy. Four nil. Yeah, I. Uh, I can't say much, man. I thought uh, Bournemouth actually did a good job of like neutralizing Holland, or at, like making it very tough on him. <laughs> well, I mean, when you put two or three guys, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the the goal that uh, Gundogan scored, but like they're almost like hanging on to him, and yeah, he's able to flick yeah, up a yeah, pass. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so it's like you know, it, it's nice to have that focal <sighs> and, point. And, and this is and that's another thing that. It, I kind of reference too when I say like an attacking type player. Maybe they don't always get the goal, but when you draw defenders away, whether it's a run or just merely by your presence, it, it contributes. And it's not going to show up on the stat sheet. You know, his uh, goal per whatever took a dive, but the team was better for it. Yeah, there's this Dortmund account on Twitter. I forget their name, uh, but they talk about that. They're like, like people focus on Haaland's goals, which he will get. But the the attention he attracts makes his teammates so much better. And he's like, you know, when he was playing with Sancho, Sancho had his best season ever, uh, where he was just, like, feeding off of the wings. And, you know, he made it happen. So I think it's going to help a lot of the people around Haaland this year. And uh, it's kind of showing already. Um, I do want to say, though, man, uh, (laughs) the fucking the ball that that De Bruyne had where, you know, he kind of just... Faints right, gets it back. Trivella, bottom bins. No way the goalie's getting oh, to Oh, man, it. yeah. No, that guy is... He's so special, man. Um, yeah, it's like... How do you even uh, think of that, you know? On the fly. Uh, it's crazy. Oh, man. Um, it, it's gotten to the point where... It, it sucks that he's not... Like, fucking French or German or Brazilian or something. Because you just throw in a... Uh, World Cup to him and that that career is complete. Champions League, whatever. But yeah, yeah, that's and, it. And, and World Cup too. I guess you can you can say. But like history is gonna remember Kevin De Bruyne, and he's gonna be one of those guys where it's like, fuck, he didn't get a, a Ballon d'Or. That that sucks. But history or people that know football are gonna remember De Bruyne, and and that sort of shit is why is why he is who he is in in the football world. And he doesn't even need to be quick. He doesn't need to be strong. He's like once those once his like legs are gone, where he's not going to be making those crazy runs, where he's not going to be taking the ball up like like we see now. He's yeah. still going to be an amazing footballer. Just just purely on his ability to to massage the ball and, and make it work in ways that it yeah. shouldn't. The ball works like for the, him. The, the ball shouldn't work in the ways that it does when he touches it, but it does. And only him and maybe a select other oh, fucking ten him. players ever can do that. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. No, no, I, I know, man. I, I mean, I, I feel like I actually like I hype him up too much sometimes, but it's moments like that that make you think like, and, and you know that he's also like very well respected worldwide by a bunch of players for that reason because they're like mm-hmm. they go back and watch the highlights like that's fuck, a dream, dude. How the fuck did he do that? You know, but um, yeah. You, I mean, it's boring mouth to you, be fair. Do you ever watch like football, uh, man? Like, maybe it's not the best team or whatever, and maybe the the striker is not the best. But you see him make a run or something, and and no one saw it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, De Bruyne would have seen it. Yeah, I, oh. I don't know. Like he yeah, would have yeah. gotten it somehow, and it frustrates me because <laughs> you see it, you fucking see it, and it's like, why didn't anyone? Why didn't anyone else see that? But you know, someone like De Bruyne would have caught it, picked yeah. it off, easy as you like, but. 
Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, just it's just one of those things in, in football that you know it's it's just gonna be that way. Yeah, and it's know. it's one of those things that's almost unteachable. You know, it's not. No, no, you can't. It's, you, it's you can't teach vision, man. There's just no way. Yeah, um, but yeah, overall, it's just a, a steamroll by City, as they should. To be fair, this is a recently promoted team, and uh, yeah, man. Uh, I think we predicted that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I had like a two three nil. But you were you being know, modest, motherfucker. Even yeah, yeah. Even better. Even better. You know, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, but next match, uh, we had Southampton against Leeds. 2-2 uh, draw. Yeah. Relatively even teams. Uh, you know, I like Leeds a little more, but, yeah, good result. Especially uh, these days. Yeah, well, yeah, man. I mean, uh, you know, there's there's a little bit more of an inclination now. And, and you know what? Uh, I like the project they have. I wouldn't say they're terribly much better than they were with Bielsa. But they're getting results, and that's the name of the game. And we'll see how it continues. Uh, Rodrigo, you know, obviously they lost Rafinha, but I feel like Rodrigo has really stepped up in his absence. Totally different player, but from a point, a standpoint of production, he looks very confident right now, and yeah. I think that's a good sign for, for Leeds. Yeah. Um, um, I, I guess we're, I'm going to link both teams, and, and, the, and this was a... Uh, I, I forgot who I responded to because they, they made a point about this. Whatever, but someone someone had said that that uh, Calvin Phillips uh, might 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 have made the bad move because he's not going to get a whole lot of playing time with City, which he kind of hasn't to start off the season. We don't know how how the rest is going to pan out. Typically, his position's occupied by where Rodri Rodri is right now. So yeah, you know it. That's a tough gonna, guy to displace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially now. Yeah, but. They said that um, Calvin Phillips might suffer for the World Cup. Like, maybe he won't even get the call-up or something because of how little playing time he might get in the next few months. Um, and, uh, oh, it was Booker. It was Booker that said that. That, well, he's going to play at least 25 games, like, due to, like, all comps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense because um, in England they have uh, two domestic cups and then champions league and and then maybe non-serious then once, uh, league games but uh once europe games. comes along too like champions league and shit and that's fine but uh the world cup is in november it's not in june so he's not going to get a full full year of that he's going to only have maybe a month and a half two months to to actually have some playing time do you think calvin phillips do you think Alvin Phillips is, might might suffer uh, internationally because of that, or is he a shoe and call in or shoe and call up with guaranteed playing time for uh, what's yeah. his name? In- Gareth Southgate. Gareth Southgate, yeah. Well, you know it's it's a very uh, tricky one because um, I think there is a value for being on City, and uh, if if oh yeah if Calvin Phillips doesn't get the playing time now, I truthfully think it's more so because he's not ready. There there's a certain uh, scheme to the way City play and it's kind of like taking a new class like you go from like you know algebra to calculus and I think just the training on its own keeps his form up the conditioning and the ability to to link up with guys like Foden, Grealish you know uh, John Stones I, I think he's 30 you know even if he stayed at Leeds he's 30 if he if he came to City Obviously, the guys he's competing with are not bad. You know, Declan Rice, who who kind of plays that role. But after Declan Rice, there's not many guys at the holding mid who give him a run for his money. 
there's some decent like hybrid guys who can attack like James Ward Prowse Jude Bellingham for me I see him slightly more forward more yeah, of an yeah, attacker yeah, yeah. so I, I think he still makes it um, you gotta give him the benefit of the doubt my only concern is like obviously he missed some time last season with the injury let's not forget that Calvin Phillips got a call up before even playing one minute in the prem yeah yeah so like you know there's value in that uh but you know i think it is i think it is a valid question though no no certainly certainly and and i think uh well i've seen it firsthand even worse for for stefan and and that's a team you know that doesn't have the plethora of talent like because stefan was a guaranteed starter for the longest time and and now he isn't by the way so it's like it's crazy but it's obviously different position there could only be one keeper you, you also have a keeper now playing in the same level Getting yeah. getting consistent playing time. Well, to wait, an extent, no, I, no. Like, oh yeah, you're yeah, right. I was yeah, gonna no. say he's kind of similar, but he's like in that Calvin Phillips position, Matt Turner. So now, but now that St- Zach Steffen mm-hmm. left City, he's on. Uh, he was sold to things Middlesbrough. He started terribly. He's had a very bad start to the Championship season. Um, so like, there's a lot of question marks. But I think Calvin Phillips, uh, we know what he brings to his, to the game. His his skill set is kind of unique as far as England goes. Because he's pretty athletic, and, uh, you know, he's kind of like the British Conte uh, with, with more physicality, maybe not as much uh, a drive, you know, and low center of gravity, but... I Wait, think who are you I, talking about? Uh, Calvin Phillips. Oh, I was saying Calvin, Calvin Phillips can be like the, the England's Conte as far as like a ball winner, you know, a ball hawk type oh, player. Oh, I see. Because uh, there's not really many other players aside from him, because Declan Rice isn't that player. I was, I was thinking more like Pirlo. Oh, yeah, that's... Pirlo's Pirlo, man. Yeah. That's an all-timer. Conte was a defender? I don't know. He's like a kind of like a defensive mid, I think. Ah, man. It's funny because like, he wore the number eight at Juve, and now Weston McKinney's wearing it, so I saw that like, image comparison the other day. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Calvin's safe, man. And like, Barring any injuries, uh, I think he, he needs to be on that team. Not saying he's a starter, but he needs to be on the, on the English team. Yeah, no, I mean... I, I I love me Calvin. You know me. I love me some uh, some Calvin Phillips. So I, I I don't mean any anything negative by it. But yeah, his playing time is going to be reduced quite a bit. Where he was a shoe and starter for Leeds for three yeah. years, I think it was. Versus it, yeah, it's versus crazy because it when when uh, Fabian Delph was on City, he would actually get call ups to England too, and he wasn't exactly like the biggest spark ever, and they actually kind of share a similar skill set, but. I think Calvin Phillips is even better, by the way. But well, quality now for England is so much better than back uh, in. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm then. actually, like, I'm rooting for them a lot. But, you know, there's a lot of well, question we marks. we watch all their players week in, week out. Yeah, so, yeah. of course, there's, um, like, a little inf- affinity for them. And I, I kind of hate that the rest of the world just kind of believes that England is overhyped. And maybe there is some truth to it. But I, I think there's talent there, man. It's just, I don't like Gareth Southgate so much. Uh, you know, nice goal by, by Hoysberger there, huh? Um... You know, but I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't think anybody is is, is testing Calvin. Okay, that's fair. Um, uh, moving on from that, um, yeah, Leeds beat Leeds draw with uh, with Southampton on the road, which is pretty uh, pretty good. Yeah, Wolves uh, hosting Fulham for uh, nil nil uh, goose eggs. Yeah, Portugal FC uh, still me. Yeah. Anything else to uh, comment there? Not really, man. I mean, you know, two teams that, you know, kind of relatively equal to an extent. 
Fulham okay. with a pretty good start, though. <laughs> Two no. draws in a row. We thought they were going to just be blown out. It's yeah. It's it's open season, man. I think it's it's very hard to tell right now. But um, good good result for both teams in the grand scheme. And then the talk of the town. Um, Brentford uh, hosting Manchester United for a four uh, nil win. I will say. Again, I, I don't think. I don't think United are that bad. Yeah. Brentford. Yeah. Brentford got two goals off some very clear errors. One off of the De Gea. Just I don't know what the fuck he was thinking with with that. It was a low dive. That's like a routine save that any keeper on any professional level is really making. Uh, brain fart happens. Whatever. Uh, and then the second one where. He gives it to Erickson while Erickson is being tightly marked and there's really no space for him. So it's it's basically two De Gea errors and then one like corner kick where and I feel I think my, uh, Lisandro Martinez had a really good game. I wouldn't say really good cuz no one did really on on United, but he had a good game, a decent game. He did his job. Yeah. But but this was the the one mistake where he he just got stuck to the ground, didn't jump and it was a weak fucking header on on the far post. You don't leave that post exposed. Yeah. For some reason he did that three nil, and then I find the only real like goal that that Brentford actually worked and and, and beat United on was the last one, uh, uh, the four nil. Uh, but by then, the game was was dusty. Yeah, it was it was before halftime. The by then United kind of mentally checked out, and that's their problem is is when they're mentally not well, they're they're not scoring man they're they're not moving it but when they have the ball when they're in possession when they're they held the ball a lot they had when possession they're, when they're retaining and trying to move forward they they move so fluid and you can tell that's being worked into them and it looks really nice but but by that point Brentford had already dug in deep and and they were just they were okay with winning 4-0 I mean who wouldn't be after halftime well yeah it's not I often mean, that happens Brentford's a, a smash and grab team almost you know they don't they don't they don't possess the ball a lot what they do oh, is that they they, they they defend very well and they have able players they, they defend well but 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 uh, Thomas Frank has a pretty good system in place I wouldn't I wouldn't just call them like a defending deep type like like Sean Dyche style oh, they're, they're a little bit no they're better they're, than they're that. better than that yeah. they're better than that but like when you when you have 33 percent possession um and and they, what they did well was create the chances, but I mean, like, he reminds me of of the way David Moyes runs his system. Still a good attacking team, but they're happy with letting you have the ball. As soon as they well, win it back, uh, they make the runs. Especially when it's inconsequential. I, I think a lot of the times, and, and I was thinking this over the weekend, a lot of the times when we see those possession stats, a, a fair amount is, is in the possessing team's own half, too. They're kind of they're 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 figuring out ways where where the uh, where the defending team can be unlocked. So they'll they'll switch from from side to side on the defense, give it to the mid or to the attackers, and then they'll pass it back. It's it's hard, right? And a team that wants possession is going to have that. Yeah. But a lot of the times when we say like possession, well, it, a lot of it can be like gray area, inconsequential, like not really contributing to to whole lot. Um, but you're right. They they knew that they were going to get the ball a whole lot, and and they were definitely prepared for it. Yeah, and it goes to show that that playing style can be successful. Because say if you are doing that and you're playing the ball in your own half as an opposing team, you, I don't think you're okay with that. You you decide to press, right? You decide to go after it, mm-hmm. and that opens up the game. And, and I think once the game opens up, 
Brentford isn't scared to play aerial balls forward and, and hit you on the counter. Yeah. And and to yeah. be fair, like you said, they got like some set piece goals and some wacky mistakes, howlers from De Gea. So yeah, yeah I don't agree. This isn't indicative, but Brentford's a good team. Um, if, and, they, if they would have won, it maybe should have been by a goal or two, really. And, and I think that, that United... Uh, I don't think they're bad. By any, by any means, I don't think they're, they're that bad. The, the result is what's going to get people talking. But the football itself, you look at it and the players, yeah, yeah we're not going to have total confidence in, in, in Luke Shaw, who doesn't defend all that great. Uh, Harry Maguire, who's, you know what, you know what his biggest flaw is, and maybe it's not even his own decision, is that he's not a leader. I think once you take that off, that that pressure off of him of being the leader, being being the guy in the locker room to try and rally the troops, when you take that off of him, I think he's going to be a much better player. Yeah, because I think he feels some some sort of responsibility of, of organizing the team when he really shouldn't have that. He's not that kind of guy. You're not that guy, pal. Yeah, yeah. You're asking a lot from him. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, let's not look further than, than that incident he had in Greece where he kind of bashed a, a police guy. He's not one to keep his head. So, I he's don't know. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's a... I, I don't... I think when they figure out who's going to be the leader on the field and uh, and really the midfield, it, it, it is a problem because Fred... Fred is being badly positioned. McTominay's not, not up to par with with a top level midfielder, and and Sancho's not playing well. And then their right back is is not good. They're they've resorted to Dalo. They're trying to get rid of uh, Juan Bissaka. <sighs> yeah, yeah. That, that, I think right now that that's going to be one of they're really focusing on a on a holding mid or a defensive mid, uh, like Casemiro. But they, they should also be looking at a, at a right back to maybe link up with Sancho. Maybe that's his problem. Maybe we don't need to <laughs> unlock. Ooh, man! I wouldn't call that a howler though. No, no, no. I was gonna. I was just like, man, what a great ball from Reese. Oh man, Reese is Reese is special. Yeah, he's nice. Reese James. That's is a guy that would, you know, United would fucking love. But you know, he's he's good where he's at. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Moving on from the four nil. That's obviously disappointing for United. But there's a whole lot of that going around in that side of a Manchester. Um, Nottingham Forest beats uh, West Ham. Yeah, that was do you a, believe that? I don't. No, it was the biggest. Well, one of the bigger surprises. Obviously, Brentford takes the cake, but this one, yeah, I didn't expect that. Yeah, one nil. Um, and uh, I don't know West Ham. West Ham uh, coming off that that semifinal season uh, in Europa have lost two in a row. I mean, they played they played City in the first game, so you, you don't really expect them to win that, but. You do expect them to beat Nottingham Forest. Yeah, I, I thought they'd be up for this one, man. Um, a bit disappointing. And uh, they had a whole, you know, the, the, the goal was scored in the first half. They had time to reflect and, and maybe reposition, draw something different up. And they didn't. And, maybe, uh, but also David Moyes is kind of, he's not that flexible. He's not a very good offensive-minded manager. Where nah. He's going to change your schemes. And they have the quality to be better offensively but he's very stubborn in his kind yeah. of counter-attacking sort of system no totally i mean yeah. a lot of teams will struggle to score a lot against west ham but also west ham will struggle to score a lot against certain teams for that reason alone 
there's not enough dynamic buildup and and there's also I think the biggest thing in the prem if something isn't working you're able to change whether it's formations or personnel that's what Klopp is so good at and and many of the other top managers and and that's what they're lacking uh but yeah a credit to Forrest obviously they, they're gonna feel the pressure and, and these teams come with with a different fire in the first month because they're like they're in the big leagues they're like deers in headlights you're like fuck you know they're 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 not dominating like they were the season before and you know you got to appreciate that (laughs) that they're they're into it yeah let me get this guy too (laughs) you know he did flex though and it's like okay this he does take care of himself yeah that's for sure I know, I know that that guy. I mean, even like when you see him talk, like he doesn't have much body fat. Like you no, see, you can see like his jawline clearly, and it could be because he's older. But I mean, yeah, that's one of those dudes who he doesn't like pig out. I feel. Yeah, yeah, his cheekbones are very prominent. Reese James, man, what a fucking player! He's so good. Yeah, he's he's. Cup uh, to Madrid. You know, he's he's one of those guys that it's like it's hard to spot a fly. You know. Get us the quinta decima. Um, and then uh, last of 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 Sunday was uh, Chelsea hosting Tottenham. We're watching that as we speak. Uh, it ends up two two, uh, with a bit of feistiness, and a lot of people actually like the the physicality of the game. Um, I don't mind it. I, I don't think it was overly uh, physical. Um, who do you feel was better? Um. I don't mind saying the the scoreline was fair, but if I had to tip it one way, I, I just give it to Chelsea. It just it just sucks that that there's this very obvious call that wasn't made, and for whatever reason, I mean, it does affect the match, man. It totally it affects the match, yeah, and it does, uh, for whatever extent. reason, it wasn't called. I uh, also felt that like Chelsea had created just maybe a few more chances more that were a little bit clearer. Yeah, no, well, definitely they they were in that six quite quite a bit. Um, statistically, they they have more possession. Uh, they didn't get more shots on target, which is kind of incredible. But yeah, yeah, I I, I mean more you, shots in total, you, but not on target. You know, like when we say shots on target, and, and I know I've said this like before, and it was and it was a while ago, but there's some shots that are close that are technically not on target, but they're still dangerous. So like that the, Havertz the, one that he yeah, missed. Exactly. A moment ago. The, the yeah, exactly. The shots on target goal, the stat is, it's useful, but it's also not not very, um, n- not very nuanced. It doesn't take context into a f- into consideration. Not to mention, like, there's times where teams have like a lot of shots from outside the box. Yeah. That were kind of like hail marys. And then that. and then maybe, you you sh- you shoot it, and someone gets a head on it or something. So. You know, being dangerous is one one part of the game which I feel is is a lot more um, reflective of, of how everything went versus how many shots on target there were. I, I don't think that's fair at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, if there's a, you know anything you can take away from the match, both teams are very similar level. You know, and I think um, so. Yeah, it, it's just it's great. I can't wait for the you know the second episode when they rematch again at. Uh, I was about to say White Hart Lane. Where where the fuck do they play now? Uh, I, they call it the Tottenham. Tottenham. Oh, do do they still call it White Hart Lane? No, uh, right? They're at a, yeah, they're somewhere else. Oh, because like like for example, Arsenal's not Highbury anymore. Yeah, yeah, but you know they they changed the, the, their stadium. I think it's the Tottenham Stadium or whatever. Some, yeah, the hot, something hot like that. Sta- I don't know what the fuck. 
but yeah, they gotta go to to North London and and face them. So that's gonna be a fun one. That's not until like probably next year, but uh, but yeah, man. Uh, you know, a lot of action. We already kind of went over some of the you know the controversy and and all that, but uh, Good I th- I think it, you know the strange thing about Chelsea is that too many too many times I feel that we see that. Their attack is coming from their defenders, you know, and, and their goals are coming from the defenders. And I think if there's one thing that I can associate with Chelsea is that their defenders are always good, you know. Even when they had Rudiger last season and right now Koulibaly's fitting in like a glove. So it's filling in perfectly. Yeah, so it's, it's a you know, relatively fun team to watch from that perspective, but I don't think they, they turn too many heads when they're attacking. I think yeah, I would like to see more a fluidity. Lot, a lot of it comes from the sides versus uh, the middle, which we were used to with Jorginho, Conte, and maybe Kovacic or, or Mason Mount. Mason yeah. Mount, I don't, I don't know if he's had a really good start, so I guess we'll have to keep an eye on him. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, by the way, the stadium's Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tottenham Hotspur, nice. Um, yeah, it, it's it's always to the sides, uh, whether in the past it's Marco, Marco Salonso or Reese James. Reese James a lot more. Reese James is like a very good. I, I feel lately because because City and Liverpool have been you know either you like City or you like Liverpool, mm-hmm. and we have their similarities and also their differences, but Kyle Walker versus Trent Arnold, and Reese James is like a very good combination of both. He's, yeah, he's yeah. not he's not better than them at the thing that they're good at, but he's very good. At what each one is good at. Maybe he's the uh, right back of the future. Come to Madrid. Uh, you know, it's crazy. Um, well, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think he, he encapsulates the modern fullback, really. But, like, it's it's insane how good he is because he, he does both. And he's also a unit. And he's fast. And he's technical. Like, he actually has a decent dribble. It's hard to say, man. It's, His um, delivery is decent. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, um, I enjoy watching him, and you know, I think going forward, uh, it's really the world is his. Like hands off. Yeah, hands off. Who like who can you say that is is as good as him in the world right now? It's just I don't think many guys come to mind. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah. That's a guy that Chelsea are gonna want to hold on to for dear life. Uh, and I think that's their best player, by the way. From I Chelsea. Can't, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, look, I like Havertz. Uh, and then after that, there's not a guy that I really like as much as Reese James because he'll give you assists, he'll give you goals, he'll give you defensive capability, set-piece specialist. Spot a flaw, man. The guy's got to be hung like a mouse. You know what I mean? Well, you would hope so. Yeah, but... Well, um, having said that, um, I don't know, I have this mouse that keeps coming in and out, and like sometimes he tips over because that thing is massive. Well... Fair play, fair play. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, somebody told me one of these days. Or maybe it was you. No, I don't know. I, I used that term, and they're like, well, technically, due to their anatomy, mouse are actually hung very well. So <laughs> take that as you will. Uh, but, yeah, man. Uh, Going to be an interesting team to follow going yeah. forward. And, yeah, no, and, no, um, no, no, yeah. Can't wait for Chile to also fully activate because, <laughs> yeah. Chills. Well, I, they have a they have an interesting problem is... Who do you start, uh, Chilwell, or um, or Cucurella? Did they get rid of Marcos Alonso? I'm not sure because I don't I'm, think so. I don't think just yet. Yeah, yeah. That probably they probably plan to. But Holy God, 
<laughs> that guy. By the way, well, what are your thoughts on Sterling so far? I think he's been good, by the way. But Attacking-wise, he's been their best player. Yeah, it's just... By a margin. By a very good margin. He's our best winger, for sure. Um, uh, I mean... Uh, I like Havertz's performance more. Uh, just because <sighs> he, he's better... He's better uh, What's with, Havertz good at, though? Like, like he's... That 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 alone, I think he's it's, he's he's a more technical dribbler. And he's <sighs> yeah, I I don't know. It's it's a like, there's not many attackers that you're really looking at at Chelsea. What's his like specialty? Is, is it the fact that he's a physical person? Is it the fact that he that he's versatile? Is it the fact that that uh, I don't know that, that he's pos- he can position himself really well because his movement's great, but. What what is he there for? And uh, you know, I saw him when he was going into Chelsea um, as like a as like a creator type, but he's not. Mm, yeah, no, no. I I think uh, they 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 haven't had that for a while, like an actual creator. But I think in the final third, he's one of their most decisive players. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, he that he is. Yeah, and I I think he has the tightest dribble on the team. You know. And a lot of times it helps that he's a big guy too. But I'm saying like, he he can get back past a guy, you know. And um, I think that's that's a skill that is is um, very very important in today's game. Uh, that being said, though, I, I still think he has a he has to improve if he wants to live up to the hype. Yeah, I, you know, Werner caught a lot of shit. Pulisic's caught a lot of shit. Um, Ziyech to an extent. Ziyech just caught a lot of shit. Uh, Lukaku caught a lot of shit. And uh, Havertz hasn't really been all that much better than any of them. Maybe he has been slightly, but uh, but he's he's re- like relatively been able to to um, avoid a lot of criticism. I think he's been the best attacker, though. Even like going back to last season, but no, <sighs> what's no, his third season, man? Yeah, right. Yeah. So for him to not be impressive, I. I would be a little concerned. I just can't name anybody better at the team. <laughs> I guess I guess that like, that sort of that that sort of um, tells you what Chelsea have been the last year and a half, two yeah, years. Yeah, I, I can't. I seriously cannot name you an attacker that I was like enamored by from that team. Uh, yeah, they're not really built that way either. That, that's another thing. Yeah, and it goes back to my point. I'm just like I think the defenders is really the story behind Chelsea and. And how they move, but yeah, uh, Sterling has been good though. Don't get me wrong; mm-hmm. he's, he's your textbook winger. He'll he'll get you what you need there. I think, yeah, I, um, I, as it stands right now, I think he's been their best attacker, even though he hasn't scored. Fine, whatever. But and when he has had the chance to score, he hasn't been accurate. <sighs> That's my problem with him. I don't know if he's really been in those kind of positions though, where where you can say, oh, that's an obvious goal. Yeah, I mean his first goal. But he skied one. A little yeah, that, that's ago, yeah. yeah, and that. But even his first goal was like, oh damn, man, that was you're kind of lucky to make that. You know? But <laughs> that's Sterling, though. You know, it's it's not about being pretty with him. Yeah, he just gets it done. But um, yeah, and then the last match of the match week. Um, sorry to cut you off, man. No, no, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I've had enough of Chelsea. Oh, come on, Chelsea. <laughs> They're all rent boys, mate. Uh, Every last one of those Chelsea. Bastards. I just feel like people were too quick to count them out this year. I think maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but uh, the last match of the match week was Liverpool Crystal Palace. Um, Crystal Palace, man. They, they their first two games haven't been the easiest. Let, let's start there. 
They started off with Arsenal, gave them a pretty good battle, and uh, they they lost two to one. I think was it two to one? Um, I think so. Yeah, two they to lost, one. but it was a close game. Yeah, and then uh, and they draw with Liverpool. Liverpool second draw of the season, and um, they, we had that whole Darwin Nunez uh, incident. But all in all, even though I guess you can say Liverpool were the better team, I. I don't feel like they were really all that close to actually getting a winner. They were fortunate to get the goal that they did because Luis Diaz fucking went past like 20 people. And his shot is, is very impressive. He did. He knows how to shoot the he fucking ball. He made that whole goal. Whoever got the assist doesn't deserve it, but yeah, he got it and an amazing goal. I will say, though, the first half, like before Zaha scores, like Liverpool were all over them. And, That's how and, they are, yeah. and CP did well to, to defend. But, you know, this was uh, Liverpool, textbook Liverpool, spamming crosses, spamming crosses. And, and like, there was a few chances that Darwin had very close. He hit the post once. And, and also a, a credit to, uh, to CP's keeper as well. Like, he had a game. That too. Um, so I just don't feel like Liverpool were really all that... I mean, we have those games, right, with both City and Liverpool where sometimes they get a goal they didn't deserve or sometimes they 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 got a result that they didn't want. But it's like, okay, well, I get it. You know, it's a draw. You got point. You got a point. You move on. It happens. I saw a whole lot of, oh, well, they're missing Mane. Well, a lot of I people think, are using that as an excuse, and I, think, I don't think that's... I think even with Mane, they weren't, they weren't going to score. Um it's just that way, man. I, I. That's how some games with uh, with Liverpool are. Yeah, yeah. It's just how it is. And and a lot of times, really like they would have maybe won two one. You know, uh, I think maybe if they don't have Darwin sent off, it could be a different game. It, 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 yeah, I mean, just because he got sent off doesn't mean that that they would have won or that Darwin would have scored. But they, there's a higher they, chance. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But they still could have lost. You know, Crystal Palace is no joke, man. They. They have a very physical bunch. They have very capable players with uh, with Zaha and, uh, in my opinion, Eze is their best player. Uh, so it's there's no shame to to drop points against Crystal Palace right now. Yeah, it, you know if if it was Champions League, uh, City would have been eliminated by them last season, uh, and by Tottenham as well. But my point being is that Crystal Palace give the big teams a great match every time. I and guarantee they've better. They don't, they don't get rolled over, and they I love better. that. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. And I, th- I told you this off the record. Eze is not your prototypical winger or attacking mid. He has great ball control, can pick a pass. The pass that he got for Zaha on the counter, his, oh, that was beautiful, his man. His ball control is so tight. Yeah. He's getting... He's free-flowing we, we, with we, it, too. We think a lot of, like, those those midfielders that you can't take the ball off of, like Kovacic, Cross, uh, Rodri. It's time we start putting Eze in that conversation, man. You're not taking the ball off that guy. Yeah, no, he's he's tricky. He's, he's sneaky. He's, he's unpredictable, I think, is the biggest yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. And he's a physical specimen. Yeah. Um, no, no, it was he, a great match. A little, yeah, yeah, he's and got by a the way, bit of everything. Zaha could have had one or two more, you know. Um, and you can't hit all of them, yeah. but... But, you know, Zaha had a, a, a solid you, game. You know, I Zaha, for me, for the last maybe two, three seasons, I was putting him in that sort of Danny Welbeck conversation. 
he's decent. He's gonna get some goals, but yeah. but at best he's like a B minus tier. I don't know. I think I think I'm I'm starting to to soften up and uh, put him in in a better category. No, I, I'm not gonna put him quite where I don't know. Um, who, who who are great strikers? Well, you know that's the thing I about mean, maybe Holland. I don't know if he's automatically there. I think no. For me, if we're going by strikers per se, like he's in the same tier as Mikel Antonio, uh, different style. I, I, no, okay. So so okay, we'll use uh, Mikel Antonio as, as like a as a benchmark as a standard. I think he's a little bit better than Mikel Antonio. Well, that's the thing I was gonna, and that's what I was gonna touch into is that Zaha traditionally isn't a striker. Even he's more of a winger, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know what I love is when he gets the ball on the left flank and cuts onto his right because he's got a decent shot. He had a really nice one in preseason. But his cut is nice. Oh like yeah, it, yeah. It's very proficient. Like when you have that ball and you cut towards the right, like a hard, a hard just cut. Yeah. Oh, I and love, it's clean. I love when players. The do ball that. doesn't get too far ahead of him. It's mm-hmm, clean. Exactly. It's clean. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, he's solid, man. A change of direction. That's what. That's what you call it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. He's he's got that. Um. I, 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 you know, I'm starting to respect him a little bit more. I'm not quite sold on him as a top tier striker no 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 and no, I don't know if he really is that but he, he's had a good start and uh, his it, la- the last maybe like 18 months from him have been pretty uh, pretty impressive yeah in your eyes he's better than uh, Richard Lagarde uh, the Brazilian <sighs> or is that like his level yeah yeah, they're about they're more they're, or less, like, right? Like I, I rank them about the same. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's a pretty good comparison, and and for this season and maybe for this part of the season, uh, Zaha might be a little bit above him just because Richarlison is going to find it hard to get minutes. Yeah, with with, with Spurs right now, it, it's just the reality. Yeah, he's not better than Son. He's not better than Kane. No, no, not at all. No matter how hard he works on the pitch, on the training ground, it's just not. It's just not going to be a thing for him. It would have to be a, an instance of like maybe injury or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. For and another then, player, and, and then, then him scoring a ton while those guys are injured. Yeah, yeah. It's going to have to be something like that. Yeah, uh, but respect to Palace, you know. Respect it, to Palace, Palace, man. They've, they've uh, the Palace have always given Liverpool a tough time. They well, they and they're tough for both teams that they play. Um, we'll, we'll see who they play next, but I, I wouldn't. Doubt, I, I'd be kind of, uh, kind of surprised if they had a hard team next. So, um, you want to get into the preview? Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down. Okay, all right. So uh, we'll do, um, yeah, a re- uh, preview. Uh, Tottenham versus Wolves. That's actually a pretty good match. I'm not surprised at a one-one draw. That would actually be a fair shout. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think Wolves are are still kind of finding themselves. So I'll I'll give the benefit of the doubt to Tottenham. Hmm. I'll give them like a two-one win, but it's going to be a battle. Yeah, well, yeah, Wolves are a pretty good team defensively and um, financially. I mean, they're they're just like this Portuguese shell company. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They really. Um, are. Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa. That, that's a good battle too. It is. It is, and and I, I want to go with Palace personally because I think they're better. <sighs> and and Villa right now is at a tough moment. Um, I don't, I don't get the sensation that they're able to win games like this right now so i'll give the advantage to palace i'm taking a 1-1 again for another play. double hockey sticks everton versus Nottingham forest i'll give it to everton i think this is going to solidify where poor guy everton are yeah yeah and that's 
the shadows, man, in the, in the mud. Uh, Nottingham Forest, 2-0. Uh, Sheesh. Yeah. Bold. Um, Fulham versus Brentford. Ah, that's a good one, too. That's a good one. Both yeah. teams have bite. <sighs> Fulham's at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brentford, 1-0. Ivan Tony. Yeah, fair play. I'll take a, I'll take a draw myself. Okay. One, but I think these teams are neck and they're, neck. They're pretty even, yeah. Advantage Brentford, obviously, because they've, they've been in this shit, you know, and, and they've proven to be solid. Yeah. You know? Um, and they're managed very well. Yeah, dude. Thomas Frank, um, I mean, solid. Solid as can be. I think he gives Graham Potter a run for his money for, for a guy that recently promoted and is doing well. Tactically speaking, too, I, I feel like whenever those two decide to leave their team... It's not going to be to this middling club like a Everton or a Wolves or something. It's going to be a big club. Yeah, I yeah. think. No, no, I, I, I think so too. If Everton or, or any of these clubs, like even Villa, man, and respect to Gerard, uh, but I, I think if they were smarter about it, they would have gone for somebody like that, you know. But yeah, yeah, that's football. Um, um uh, so who do you have on that? Oh, that one I I had a I think I oh a draw I said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Double hockey sticks or... I'll take a... Yeah, yeah, double hockey Okay. Sticks. And then uh, Leicester versus Southampton. I'll take Leicester. I, th- I think they're a better team. Yeah, Player yeah, for yeah. player. Yeah. Not I'll, by a whole lot. No, not by a lot. Not by a lot. But I'll, I'll give it to them just because... Um, they're home. Let's be honest, man. Like, when you have players like Tillemans, you know, uh, obviously uh, James Madison, Vardy, I think you just... You have better players. Make it happen. If you can't, it's really, it's really time to worry. Do you think Tillemans leaves... Now or in the winter? Soon. I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you certainly because I'm not too familiar with his contract Apparently details. he wants to leave. I, I think he is on a contract year as well. Well, you got to remember too, this is a guy that I, he's played at Monaco. He, he's been at, at clubs that are decent, you know. So, yeah, he, he knows that he's better, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think he can, he can definitely be on the exit soon. I don't know how soon though, but yeah, he shouldn't be there much longer. But I'll give it to Leicester as well. I'll do a, a 2-1. Okay. Yeah. And then Burnmouth versus Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal's flying. Burnmouth is Burnmouth. Um, not sure how good they can be. I'll take Arsenal. Yeah, easy. Yeah, two nil. <sighs> They're on the road. Ah man, that's cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two nil sounds about right for I, Arsenal. I love Bournemouth this stadium. And, and Arsenal is good, man. I think I think they're legit. I think they're legit this time. And then on Sunday we have Leeds versus Chelsea. Damn, that's a good match. Yeah, that's a that's a very good one. Um, honestly, obviously Chelsea is the better team. I'll take the upset though. I'll take the upset and uh, I'll take a a one nil win for uh, Leeds. Yeah, I'll take um, I'll take a two one. I'll take a two one. Uh, Leeds defense is a little sus, but I also find Chelsea's to be slightly. Uh, and I just believe in in Leeds a little more though. You know it's crazy, um, you know, and it's still early week two, but uh, currently uh, Tyler Adams leads the league in in tackles. So I would say he's been he's a, tied. Yeah. Yeah. He. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, did, did you say that? Well, I mean, s- still leading technically, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I hear you though. But I I think uh, he's actually been a pretty good replacement for Calvin Phillips in that regard of being a ball winner. Well, he's available for one. Yeah, that too. Uh, but he's also a dog, man. Like that yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a, I mean, I would hate to play against him. Um, 
But, you know, Chelsea are the better team, so anything can really happen. But I'm just kind of hoping Leeds will. Man, that was a nice find. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Chelsea, I mean, Leeds will, will take that. Through the legs. That's yeah, terrible keeping. keeping yeah. yeah. Uh, it was deflected. Eh, yeah. But still, he should have. Eh, it's tough. Yeah, tough. He one. got on it, whatever. Um, yeah, I'll go with Leeds, man. I, they're at home. Fuck it. Fuck Chelsea, by the way. Uh, West Ham versus Brighton. So West Ham are on two losses in a row. Brighton have have a decent start, I guess. Um, I'll take a 2-2. That's fair. I was going to say a draw as well. Yeah, yeah. Say, I'm yeah. taking a lot of draws this week. Per use. It's crazy because at this point in the season, it's you can't say with certainty who's better than who. <sighs> yeah. It's yeah. easier once you get to the second half. You're like, well, I know, you know, they're... They're not reliable. But I, I think uh, West Ham is in a tough moment. But I don't think Brighton is much better than them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and West Ham, quality-wise, is is better. Yeah. And then uh, to round off the match week, uh, we got we got the old rivalry, uh, Manchester United versus Liverpool. And I've been pretty safe in my picks this I weekend. S- I was going to say, did, uh, I think we skipped uh, City against Newcastle. On a oh my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, you're right. I got ahead of myself. No, you're good. You're good. Um, this is actually a not a bad match. You know, Newcastle aren't bad, and uh, we are playing at uh, St James's Park. Tynesdale, uh, Twinesdale. Yep, Newcastle upon Tyneside. Tyneside, that's what. Yeah, it is. yeah, but um, that's a tough match, man. Truthfully, and I don't normally do this. Uh, I think City might draw. I think uh, City are gonna are gonna get. Uh, I think Newcastle are going to draw blood, but City 2 or 3-1. Oh, man, you have more faith than me. Yeah, man, City City's the best team in the league right now. Yeah, but Newcastle are... And, and form-wise, in, in, in form, yeah. And and they're healthy right now. You know, I, I was when I hear people kind of shitting on Liverpool, obviously I enjoy it, but I still think, like, hey, y'all realize Jogo Jota's still sitting, right? He's injured, but also... They're dealing with the new striker, and uh, Diago got injured, but it, it, they they haven't been outplayed. Once they get outplayed, you can say okay, then maybe. But yeah, yeah. They they've, they've been obviously the better team by a good margin, so we'll give them that. Um, what they haven't finished, whatever, but you know it, it's it's obvious that they're one of the best teams, but they haven't produced like City have. So you got to give City the credit, and you got to assume that City. Well, I'm going to assume that City wins. No, no that's, I think that's the safer will. bet. But yeah. I, but I do think they're going to concede at least one. Yeah. For the first time this season. Oh, I know, right? Pretty crazy. Um, and then the last game of the match week is Manchester United versus Liverpool. Uh, football's weird. <laughs> Times are weird. Um, and again, I don't think United are as bad as advertised, and I think they're going to win. And I have to stick to my prediction on the group chat, man. The group chat, I said 3-1. I have to stick with that. Yeah. Oh, wait, 3-1 United? Yeah. Oh, nah, nah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, like, you know, football's like that. You know, if football, I would have told you 4-0 Brentford, like, you would have been like, oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, and no one would have predicted that, right? Nah, I, I was crazy. It was crazy. If you put, I think I was if you the put odds. 20 bucks on that, what would you have put 
Like, what would you have gotten last week? Oh, no, it was stupid. The yeah. odds were stupid. Yeah, I, exactly. I saw what it was, but, you know, who would have thought? But uh, football is crazy and that shit happens. And I'm of the firm opinion that, that United are going to... They're going to get a really good result. Maybe not be better, but they're just... Things are going to happen to go their way. And 3-1 is my my, uh, my guess. Football's like that, man. Like Football's like that. Who's to say? A set piece, a penalty, a sending off. Yeah, and then we're going to talk about how Liverpool in a crisis. And after that, Liverpool might go on a you know 17-game tear. That's how football is. I know. That's crazy. And we've seen it from other teams. So why not? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what's your prediction? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I, dude, this is so unpredictable. Because, like, you see these two two emblems, these two badges. It, it used to be a very competitive game. Um, but. Have, have United and Liverpool ever been really good at the same time? No. Nah. Well, let, let's start here. Well, if they ever were, it was way back. I'm talking about 20 years ago. Or, like, 15, whatever. But, like, yeah, recently, like. If you want to like split it in fifth, like the last fifteen, theoretically United have been better. They finished higher, maybe collectively, and they they got a title, you know, which is is way back. But I'm saying, like Liverpool, you know, they're kind of just novices still, you know, in the regard for for being, you know, I know in recency, yeah, they've been massive, you know, massive, massive, much better than Man United, but. Yeah, you're right. They've never been both amazing at the same time, but the rivalry has always been intense because Manchester and Liverpool just don't I, like each I other. I just feel like we're starting to lose that rivalry. I don't know. I don't know if it means the same. The rivalry right now is City and Liverpool, just due to greatness. Yeah. But I don't really see the same sort of animosity between the players, just because they don't know what it means, or it, it hasn't been that for them, which is fine. But you always see the pundits like, "Oh, what this means." Like, well, bro, even, this, it doesn't mean that for them. It even, means that for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even United and uh, Arsenal for the longest were actually like a bitter. Because rivalry. yeah, they were the two best teams by yeah, a good margin. Yeah. They, and, they were the Liverpool and City of their day. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, but no, yeah, I, I think. Uh, oh, I still haven't given my my prediction. Fuck, I'm kind of rooting for United. So, but I, I'll take a draw. Take a draw. Oh, okay. One one. That would actually be good in terms of what United has been so far. I don't know. I I just think football is weird that way, and uh, the things that are supposed to work or that that you would think are obvious that are going to work don't. And the things that don't do, um, I guess that's in sports in general or life. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have a crazy feeling that we're gonna get the wrong idea about what happens in that game. People are gonna be all over, uh, all over Liverpool all of a sudden, and then, and then uh, all the problems are gonna go away for the Glazers for the next, I don't know, two weeks. <laughs> well, it's happened before in, in past years where, like, you it's remember, when Ollie was there even, you like... You remember how everyone was Glazers... Uh, and then and then there's a walkout staged for the Liverpool match. There, there, there's supposed to be some kind of protest. I guarantee you, if they win, that's going to all go away. I haven't even heard about it since, like, two weeks ago. That's just how fucking fans are, man. They're fickle as shit. And uh, as soon as results go your way, all of a sudden the front office is good. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. But I, my point was going to be that even, like, when United were still... I mean, they were better than they were now, but, like, when they weren't that great even, they still even gave City, like, results, you know? 
Yeah. And they step up for the big games. Who knows? But you know what? Like, the last time they played, it was embarrassing. Well, the last time they played both City and uh, and Liverpool, they, they got embarrassed. Yeah. Was yeah. it back-to-back weekends? It was probably, like, yeah... Either like that or, or like a it's few very, weeks apart. It's very, very, yeah, very close. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's our uh, preview for uh, for uh, the Prem. I just want to touch quickly on La Liga. It just started last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, a few surprising results, really, because go, going into it, we were curious if uh, Barcelona was going to be able to register the players. They activated their you know whatever lever and they were able to get a a instant cash flow for their rights to whatever properties they have uh and there are a few intellectual properties whatever it's all like legal mumbo jumbo but um i I guess i'll just talk about the main results that happened uh, because barcelona did activate that and they and they were able to register all the players that they wanted but the one notable was osasuna beating tevia right right uh, Sevilla is always one of those guys that is that's trying to be one of the big four. Um, I don't know if they actually are this season, but uh, they lost to Otasuna. Uh, Barcelona drew nil-nil to Rayo Vallecano, if you can believe that. Yeah, I did see um, that. They were scoring a ton in the preseason. Uh, Dembele was amazing. Lewandowski was scoring. Rafinha was good. Uh, and uh, they, they turned in a nil-nil result, uh, which is, which is kind of crazy. Busquets got a red card late in the game. It was kind of cheap um i don't know if i want to call it soft but it, but it was a little weird um they all possessed and outshot. uh so you know you could tell they were the better team but still nil yeah. nil no nil they're gonna be missing a, a, a good player next game Villarreal beats Valladolid three nil uh and then the the champs the champs uh start off rough and I, I predicted this not 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 to a T, but I, I know that Real Madrid always plays to the level of their opponent. Mm-hmm. They went down and they ended, they ended, they went down one nil and they ended up winning two two one mm-hmm. uh, off of Alaba's first touch of the game. Yeah, at the nice end. free kick, beautiful top bins. Um, but yeah, two one and that's a great start to the season. Can't wait, can't wait uh, to see what happens, man. Because uh, the team was a little flat, to be honest with you. But uh, you know that's that's to be expected. Everyone's new and uh, there's a lot there's a lot more pressure when you're playing in the league when you're playing for points versus preseason and you know getting those friendlies they they do matter in terms of fitness they do matter in getting uh your head right but they're still uh friendly so it's hard to turn that that sort of uh desperation desperation switch on and then to round out uh uh la liga atletico beats hetafe three nil uh three two goals from morata one goal ah, from griezmann and uh morata morata I guess I guess a hat trick of assists if that if that's a stat for uh, Joao Felix, um, one of which was a legitimate one. Two were like just touch passes. But yeah. is he worth one hundred thirty-eight or what was it? One hundred and thirty. Apparently, Manchester United uh, bid one hundred and thirty million euro for for Joao Felix, which I feel is is a very reasonable sum for him, especially because Atletico paid one hundred and twenty. And he hasn't performed to that at all, but uh, I guess he's important to their future plans. And uh, and Atletico said no, and they laughed at it. I think they even made a post on Twitter or something. And uh, I think that's too much, by the way. I, I know they paid a lot for him, but he's I, not he's not a hundred million dollar player. I think like you know eighty, ninety, seventy five. 
maybe. Seventy five is, is on the right team. He can be very valuable. You know. Oh, definitely, a hundred percent. But I, I, for me, a player to be a hundred million dollars, you've got to be incredibly special. And I know there's like a market for it, and I know there's there's a lot of factors that go into it. But a hundred million, you got to think about what that means. Oh, as so a much player, money. Yeah, you so got to think about what that means as a player. Uh, even still. If they if if they had sold him for a hundred, I think that's even fair for him for what what it's his fourth season now, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to know who he is at this point. But he's so good, you know. Like uh, you, is, you can tell, is. like if you plug him into a really good team, he's 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 not gonna. You, you don't want to put him beat. on a defensive counterattacking team. You want to put him on a team that's got possession, that's that's gonna generate some crazy shit. Fucking De Bruyne, man. Yeah, beautiful. It's... It gets nicer every time, doesn't it? Yeah, every every time you kind of notice something different, you know. Uh, but you know that that's the thing. Like talking about Joao Felix, so like in tight spaces, like you know he's up there with some of the best, and um, you know he's he's just fun fun to watch, pleasing to watch, tight dribble. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, well, Bet- Betty's also won three 0 Three 0 Yeah. But I was gonna say that that touch from Pellegrini that you sent. Oh man, um, yeah. There, there was a ball that was sent. Um, sky high. Sky high. Yeah. Uh, um, out of play. Pellegrini left foot, I think as well. I don't even know if he's left footed. He nice. controls it. Controls it. And he acts like he, he wasn't even like phased by it. And then like the bench behind. You can him see was the like, bench was like talking like they were just like wow, you know. Yeah. And he was. It was nothing to him. Do you think... Uh, Nonchalant, man. Zardes can do that? Zardes? Uh, <laughs> Giazzi Zardes. From MLS. Galaxy Columbus Crew. Yeah. <sighs> Come on, son. It's crazy to think that as a footballer, Zardes is probably more well-known in the States than... Uh, well, I know Pellegrini. Pels, but, yeah. But, you know, yeah, it just kind of goes to show uh, like, it's man, crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, no... Um, yeah, no, uh, what do you call him? The, 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 the charming man. The charming man. The, in Spanish, the champagne, champagne football. El ingeniero. The engineer. What have you, man? The, the guy's... Oh, my God. No, you can't do that, son. No goal. Yep. I think that's bullshit, by the way, that the whole ball has to th- cross the threshold. You think at 50% I think I think it has to be a percentage, yeah. Yeah, uh, but, but um, anyway, um, anything else that we need to talk about? Um, I guess like not really, but I was gonna say score prediction for Friday, Seattle Sounders. Oh, Sounders versus Galaxy, which we're gonna be at. Uh, I think, uh, I think Galaxy two nil. Two nil, two nil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not bad. I think uh, both uh, Jovalich and Cheech are gonna score. As it stands, uh, Galaxy are the better team as far as standings go. Really? Yeah, they're higher than them. Uh, I thought. Oh the, well, the, Sounders started off good, but they're they're having yeah they're ha- they started good yeah but they're having a tough time. It's funny because them and and the Timbers are like pretty much like swapping positions. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, it should be a fun game. I'm excited to catch that one. I know it's gonna it's crazy because um, I, before this season I hadn't gone to a Galaxy game since I want to say 2015 or 16, give or take, and this is gonna be my third game of the season. Sheesh. Probably not the last either, if I'm honest. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always, there's always an opportunity. I feel you know, and then um, live football, you can't beat it. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not gonna lie, just uh, the fact that you know Puig is coming. That's gonna be interesting, man. I, I think he's gonna do. 
it's tough to come onto a team, but when you know football, you just know, man, and you get a feel for the game right away. Maybe you'll you'll like give a pass and you don't understand your teammates, but he's been training with them for a week and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's, I think he's just gonna be natural about it. No doubt, it's it's Barcelona going to Galaxy, man. There's there's just there's a huge contrast in styles, and when you know football, you know fucking football, man. It, it, he, I'm sure he's in shape, so I think he's gonna be fine. If yeah. he starts, he starts. If he comes on in the 50th or 60th minute, he's still gonna do bits. Yeah, we're gonna be good. Uh, but anyway, two guys, two mics, two pints. 103, and uh, we'll be back next week with some more shit, I guess. Yes, sir. Peace!